Hello? Hello? Who is this? Are we recording this? No, we're not, Michael. Is this oh. recording now? Is it recording now? This now? is the Ponzi Scheme now? Podcasting. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm Damon Shaw. This week's battle is best horror film of all time this week, possibly. Uh, with me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining us tonight? Joining us tonight is Michael Fauser. Here. Brian Townsend. Ooh, that's scary. Alan, let me tell you about myself, MILF, librarian, squirters. That's all I'm going to say, ladies and gentlemen, but you know that's what I'm all about. And uh, lastly, but not leastly, and I, you know, I really feel sorry that we brought that this is your first episode. We, we, we're throwing you in the deep end here. <laughs> Gary Tugnetti. Hello. So uh, this is how we do this, as I'm sure all of you know by now. We have 32 horror movies, uh, the scariest of the scariest. Uh, we set them up in tournament brackets, which you can download from our website at geekbites.net. We pit one against the other, put it to a vote, and the winner moves on to the next round, where it all starts over again until we have crowned the best horror movie. As always, you determine the criteria for the winner of each match, uh, what to you is the best horror movie is it the scariest the most influential whatever you want uh if it scared you as a kid hell these are horror movies so there's lots of blood and titties and if that's what you want to use that's fine whatever you want that's what we call geek logic that's the heart of every geek fight let's start the fight michael you're the lead off hitter this one is yours it is seven versus dracula prince of darkness Ooh, um, 
Well, Dracula, Prince of Darkness was the beginning of Christopher Lee as Dracula, which is a monumental occasion. Although I think he did, I think he was in better Hammer films. Quite frankly, I think Dracula, Prince of Darkness hasn't aged all that well. Um, but and seven, there's going to be people who are going to say that's not a horror film, despite the fact it has more fear, dread, scares, and shocks than any horror film released that year or any two or three years before it or since. I mean, it's it's one of those films that actually got just creeped me out so bad that I couldn't actually wait to see it again. Um, I think it's one of those movies that uh, transcends genre. And any film that has as many great, scary, just disturbing scenes as that, as far as I'm concerned, qualifies as a horror film. If, if Silence of the Lambs can be considered a horror film, then Seven sure as hell ought to be. So for this one, I'm going to go with seven because I think, uh, uh, like I said, Dracula, Prince of Darkness is uh, probably not the best hammer to be represented on this list. All right. A vote for seven. Brian. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Mike uh, mainly, and I'm going to uh, toss in that if Saw with a, with a mainly human um, villain is a horror film, then seven is definitely a horror film, and seven gets my vote. Another vote for seven. Alan. Man. Oh, okay. Seven is one of those modern uh, movies that's great and all that jazz and horrifying and suspense and on and on and on and on. But when I think horror, I think Halloween. And Halloween horror movies, to me, sometimes are kind of cheesy, sometimes kind of crappy. And for that reason, not the superior film, but for that reason in particular, I'm going to be going with Dracula Prince of Darkness, despite uh, Christopher Lee's portrayal uh, of the uh, Jedi in whatever shitty Star Wars movie that was. Uh, vote for Dracula, Prince of Darkness. Uh, Mike? Yeah, I mean, Seven is a, a better movie, and Seven is a scarier movie, but I don't think it's a, a better horror movie. Um, it's, it's kind of a multi-genre movie, and, and again, a great movie. It's received plenty of love, but I mean, didn't it win best cop movie? So, uh, yeah, it, apparently we've already voted it a cop movie. Uh, and you know, no, Dracula, you Dracula, uh, you know, we can argue which is the best of the hammer Draculas. We can argue which is the best of the Draculas, but certainly this, this is Dracula. I mean, I, I, I'm voting for it just because I think Dracula alone is a, is a definitive horror staple. And, and if, if we can vote for all the Dracula movies in one, uh, this will be, uh, this is be where I do it and, and all the hammer films. So in terms of, in terms of what is a better movie, it's seven in terms of what really has better geek cred. Um, I don't see anybody dressing up as, uh, John Doe or Brad Pitt. Uh, for Halloween, so uh, let's go with Dracula. Uh, vote for Dracula. It is all tied up. Coming down to you, Gary. Your first episode, your first fight, you get to decide it. Which one is it? Um, I have a lot of affection for the Hammer films, particularly uh, for uh, Christopher Lee's Dracula, but, um, you know, I, in terms of people saying that Seven isn't a horror film, or it, it is, I mean, a horror film doesn't necessarily need to be about monsters or uh or or anything supernatural or it doesn't even necessarily have to be scary it really just has to be about people confronting something uh so horrifying that it uh turns their entire sense of moral order upside down and i think seven does that 
better than than a lot of uh, uh, films that might be considered pure horror. So I'm going to go with seven on this. And seven takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Brian, this one is yours. It is The Fly from 1986 versus Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Um, let's see. Evil Dead 2 is... It's okay. It's not my favorite of the Evil Dead trilogy. Um, the Fly... You know, I never actually saw it because it didn't have... You know, once you've got, you know, David Hedison in the movie, why do you need to remake it? But... I, I'm gonna have to go with um, Evil Dead Do Evil Dead Two purely based on the premise that in the fly a guy gets merged with fly DNA and he doesn't get superpowers and fight crime and I'm pissed off so therefore I'm going with Evil Dead Two. A uh, vote for Evil Dead Two, <laughs> Alan. Um. The fly is great. The 1986 fly. They're both good. I mean, the original was great. Um, the remake was totally, you can't, you cannot beat Jeff Goldblum, but one of the definitive and iconic best horror movies is, uh, Evil Dead 2. I mean, uh, Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead is great, but Evil Dead 2, uh, which is, you know, the remake of that first one is, is to me just a definitive, uh, Halloween movie. So I, I have to go with Evil Dead 2, not knocking the fly one damn bit. A vote for Evil Dead 2. Mike. Uh, you know, Brian, he got fly DNA. He did get superpowers, and then he terrorized people. So he just became a villain. Um, you know, I think you're just kind of missing that context. And I'm going to vote for The Fly because it is a remake that really doesn't bear a lot um with its original and evil dead two is a sequel that is basically a remake. Um, evil dead is already on this list. Uh, if, if it comes down to, for me to a choice between the two, I think evil dead while may not evil dead two may be superior in execution, but it is just a rehash, uh, an improvement, but a rehash. Um, whereas the fly is something completely different than the original one. It's unique. Uh, it's, it's got a depth that, you you don't get in very few of the films on this list. Uh, David Cronenberg is a, is a, a master filmmaker, and uh, you know Evil Dead really didn't scare me. It's a good roller coaster ride, but goddamn, Jeff Goldblum was freaky. So the Fly, a uh, vote for the Fly, Gary. Uh, um, this one's kind of a toss up for me. Um, I like both films a lot. Uh, the Fly isn't David Cronenberg's best film. It's not even his best horror film, in my opinion. Um, the Evil Dead 2 might be Sam Raimi's best film, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's better. Um, fly. Uh, vote for The Fly. It is all tied up. Coming down to you, Michael. Ooh. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> I have to say that these, this is a tough one. because well, Which one has a better Blu-ray? Well, right now, The Fly does, because the Anchor Bay Blu-ray wasn't very good. Although, interestingly enough, uh, Lionsgate is releasing a new 25th anniversary Blu-ray release on November 13th, I believe, uh, that I did a new documentary for, as well as uh, several other features. I think it's going to really please uh, all the fans of Evil Dead 2 out there. So, I want to cast my vote for Evil Dead 2. 
Uh, vote for Evil Dead 2, and Evil Dead 2 is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Alan, this one is yours. It is the Changeling versus the Haunting from, what is that, 1963. Okay, um, I... I'm coming here, whenever I'm on any geek fights, guys, there is no preparation whatsoever. This is straight, pure, off the top of my head. So, the change, okay, the changeling, I never saw the recent one, but that is a remake. Is that correct? No. No, it's not. Oh, it is the original one. Okay, well, I haven't seen it. Um, but the haunting is my choice. I kind of, uh, all, all the choices on my list here are kind of mostly movies that uh, nobody's re really kind of familiar with. The Haunting is a familiar movie, but the, the reason why I chose The Haunting, and I may be completely incorrect on this, but The Haunting is actually rated G. So uh, I was kind of shocked to see that uh, a rated G movie was actually terrifying. Now, it's not a gore movie, hence how they uh, are pulling off the G rating. It's one of those kind of psychological and insinuation type of movies, but uh, a masterpiece without showing gore. Uh, and that's why I'm choosing The Haunting. Uh, vote for The Haunting. Mike? Uh, I have not seen either of these. Um, I'm not terribly familiar with either of these, and I did not opt to learn anything about either of these. Uh, so I will go based solely on the title. Changeling is not scary. Haunting is scary. I'll go with Haunting. Uh, vote for The Woo! Haunting. Gary? <laughs> um... The Changeling, uh, I, I guess to throw down some definitions, at least as far as I'm concerned, isn't a horror film to me. I think it's, I, I don't think just because something is a ghost story, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a horror film. I think, uh, uh, this is more of a classical Charles Dickens, Henry James kind of, uh, uh, ghost story. Uh, The Haunting is about an evil house that wants to kill you and enslave your soul. That's a more of a horror movie to me, so I'm going to go with The Haunting. Another vote for The Haunting. Michael? This is a tough one because I think The Changeling is one of the best ghost stories uh, produced in the last 30, 40 years. I mean, it was really terrifying. And it bears in many ways a very strong resemblance to The Haunting. Um, I ever, I'm going to vote for The Haunting because I, not only, I, it's one of the, it is one of those films that does so much with very little. You would never really see anything in that movie. And also, I just want to stick it to that awful 1999 remake that Jan DeBont directed, which was one of the worst movie-going experiences I've ever had in my life. So, for it's, The Haunting. It, that sucked bad. <laughs> uh, vote for The Haunting. And, Brian, is it a quick, clean sweep? Oh, yeah, because Michael and Alan said so. And The Haunting is moving on in a clean sweep, Ooh. and it is a G-rated movie, so kids, go out and watch it. On to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. But it kids, is, don't listen to this show. I know. This is The Bride of Frankenstein versus Creep Show. Hmm, this is, this is actually uh, pretty tough. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein uh, is a classic. Um it always makes like the top of uh, these sort of lists. It's uh, very powerful and, and poignant. But I'm going to go with Creepshow for a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, it is um, kind of, even though it's not literally a comic book, it's uh, an homage to the EC comics. And I'm a big comic book fan. Uh, number two, it's got lots of 
bugs in it, cockroaches specifically, which, uh, as we found out in our previous episode, scare the shit out of me. So it's scarier than, than really anything on this list because out of everything on this list, I actually still have not really seen the end scene of that movie when all the cockroaches attack. Um, and lastly, because, uh, well, uh, there was a UK edition of Creepshow that had an absolutely fantastic cover. So Creepshow. Uh, vote for Creepshow. Gary. Um, you know, both of these movies are a lot of fun. Um, uh, I think my childhood was probably affected by Creepshow more just because I was a child when it came out and that's when I saw it. Um, but, uh, I don't know, The Bride of Frankenstein was, uh, it's a pretty unique movie experience. It's, um, I mean, it pretty much invented camp. Uh, uh, James Whale, um, you know, really wanted to make, uh, uh, parody of there we go. Uh, his original friends but it's still like like um like uh mike said it's it's also still very poignant and it's very compelling and uh and uh i think it's just a better film so i'm gonna go with bride of frankenstein a vote for bride of frankenstein michael uh this is yeah this is another one where you really want to acknowledge the bride of frankenstein is the best of the frankenstein movies probably james whale's best film and it was <laughs> I think it's I think it's the Frankenstein film that's held up the best over the years. I don't think the original has held up nearly as well as Bride has. Um, but it's going to be hard for me to vote against Creepshow. It was the first horror movie I ever saw. Uh, you know, made me completely love uh, George Romero movies, and it kind of changed the course of my life in a in a weird way. Also, there's um, in, Mike mentioned the uh, the cover of the UK edition. On that UK edition is an incredible uh, ninety minute documentary. Uh, that interviews the entire cast and crew of everyone from George Romero to Ed Harris. Uh, and it's, uh, it's really, really good. Um, I won't say who was involved with it, but the guy who made it aces, real aces fucking filmmaker. So I'm going to vote for creep show. Uh, vote for creep show, Brian. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to vote for, uh, Bride of Frankenstein because, because I hate the Crypt Keeper. He looks like a Chihuahua with the vitiligo and alopecia. Uh, you're thinking. You're thinking of tales from the crypt. Oh, that's a different one. Yeah. That's, well, you know what? Peep show reminds me of the crypt keeper. There are therefore I'm voting for Bride of Frankenstein. You're an idiot. <laughs> the same logic applies. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Alan. Which one are you voting for? Um, to me, so far, this is the most terrifying fight of the entire bracket. And the reason why is this fucking show is turning into a straight, <laughs> a straight commentary show. There's no fucking off. There's no shit talking. Everybody's like actually giving regular points of view. And that's horrifying for me for geek, for a geek fight here. Um, Bride of Frankenstein. Okay. Here's my geek logic. Bride of Frankenstein is a more classic movie. It will be known far longer than creep show, but. Uh, it should be disqualified because of the incorrect title. If the, if the movie was actually about the Bride of Frankenstein, it would be about some chick making cookies in the kitchen. Not, It's not about the Bride of Frankenstein's monster. So I don't even know what the hell this movie's about. So I'm going with Creepshow. Uh, vote for Creepshow, and Creepshow is moving on. On to our next fight. <laughs> Gary, this one is yours. It's the Shinnin' Boy. No, it's The Shining from 1980 versus Ugetsu from 1953. Yeah, um, 
This is my this is probably my least favorite matchup of this whole um show only because um Ugetsu is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's brilliant. Oh, it's, right on. Not only that, it's one of the greatest films ever made, period, regardless of genre. Um and uh it's extraordinary, it's breathtaking. Um uh, eh, like I said with the changeling though, even more so Ugetsu is not a horror film. It's a it's a it's a ghost story and uh it's 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 more of a it's it's only kind of a ghost story it's 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 more of a, a human drama through most of it than than it is a ghost story so i uh and i don't uh like the shining very much i it's not one of my favorite films i i I don't even like Stanley Kubrick very much honestly i don't i think he's an overrated filmmaker um but uh, it's a horror film. And so I'm going to vote for The Shining to move on against one of my favorite movies of all time. And that sucks, but that's what I'm doing. Vote for The Shining. Michael? Um, Yeah, I have to kind of agree. Uh, Ugetsu is very, very good. Um, From what I heard, I have not seen it. Um, It's on Criterion. Uh, I think Criterion has it out on DVD right now. Um, And it has a lot of respect, but uh, just from a, a cursory glance at the plot for it, it doesn't sound like it sounds more like a um, a mystery drama more than it does. It's more like along the lines of like Rebecca or something like that. So, and then, but The Shining is one of my all-time favorite ghost story movies. I mean, even though I think it's a lousy adaptation of the book, an absolutely piss-poor adaptation of Stephen King's book, which in and of itself is probably my favorite all-time ghost story, uh, Kubrick still made a great movie, despite some, some pretty big fuck-ups near the end. There's just a, an ad, there's just a, an eerie feeling in that movie that just cannot be topped for me. So the Shining, uh, vote for the Shining, Brian. Yeah. Um, well, not only did I not particularly like the uh, the Shining, I, I I fell asleep on it twice before I actually got all the way through it. And not only did I particularly think it was that terrifying uh, horror movie, but uh, Michael called me an idiot in the last geek fight, so fuck it, your mama. I'm voting for Yugetsu. <laughs> a vote for Yugetsu. <laughs> Alan? Okay, uh, this is another one of my choices. Uh, uh, my choices here, guys, uh, on the list are, you know, it's really easy to pull out of the top of your head the, the top ten horror movies of all time, and they're all the generics. You guys know what they all are. What I want to do is come to the table here with some movies maybe people were not aware of that are great works of art, but you may not be aware of them. Uh, and for all those people out there that may or may not know, I have a background in, in uh, judo, uh, you know, the Japanese kind of fighting style, and a little bit of interaction with the Japanese culture. And in the Japanese, the art of the Japanese horror movie is kind of unknown to, um, to, to America and the Westerners. Uh, the the religion is a little bit strange. It doesn't really translate to like the kind of Christian Judeo Christian thing. Um, there's a lot of things that seem kind of bizarre. Um, but this Ugetsu movie is a masterpiece. Um, it, it is kind of a character. What a thing a, a thing I've noticed in the last probably I don't know just say uh, post Lost era is the T- American TV has kind of switched to this character driven drama character driven horror whereas before that there was kind of a leaning towards um the sitcom uh and ogetsu is this uh character driven uh psychological hitchcock ish 
um, masterpiece, and, it, and no one has seen it. You guys should really check it out. Um, man, this is my choice, guys, but I do have to pick The Shining uh, cinematically. Uh, the Shining is a superior movie, but definitely everybody listening to this, go on Netflix, get Ugetsu. You will not be sorry, especially during these Halloween times. Uh, vote for The Shining. And Mike? You know, it, it had been a while since I had seen The Shining. I didn't want to watch it again. I don't actually own it, so I decided to just uh, Google uh, Shining trailer, and uh, you know, at least from the trailer, it, it's not that scary. I mean, it, it seemed like it was one of those uplifting stories where a guy goes out to the hills to reconnect with his son and and work on his writing. So, um, and it's also apparently not the Shining, but just Shining, which is also not scary. Oh so, um, God! I'll uh, I'll go with uh, you get to because there hasn't <laughs> been enough shit talk in this episode. <laughs> but the Shining is no, moving no, on. God. No, no, it doesn't. I'm changing my vote to Getsu. Really? Yes, I am. I thought that uh, that last uh, bit that he said was actually not what Mike said, but was, I thought it was really uh, impassioned and fair. And no, I'm going with Getsu. All it right. Is great, it is a legitimately great movie. Oh, if Michael's going with Getsu, I'm going with The Shining. Will clean sweep. <laughs> Retro clean sweep, ladies and gentlemen. So wait, what? <laughs> Ugetsu's going, or uh, Shiny's going down. No, it's not. No, it's not, because Brian just changed his vote for no other reason than to piss me off. Oh. So, The Shining is still moving on. And, and no, no, I'm going with Ugetsu. I don't like The Shining. Motherfucker! I have no way. I'm, I'm calling it Ugetsu because I typed that already. Okay, Ugetsu, <laughs> moving on. You know, I'm going back to The Shining now. You're on to our next fight. Michael, this one is yours. It is the thing from the scariest uh, year alive, which is 1982, versus Hostel. Uh, of course, the thing is uh, probably on everyone's mind right now because of the prequel that just came out, which until the final act is actually very good. Um, the, 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 they did a really nice job in tying it to the Carpenter's movie, and I think they deserve some respect for what they tried to do. I just wish that the last act hadn't turned into Men in Black. Anyway, the um, the thing is, for me, one of the top five films i've ever seen this is one of the creepiest motion pictures ever made it's got some of the most brilliant special effects but the, the thing is as great as they are what i keep going back for is the fact that i can never see down certain hallways all the way i'm always still looking to see what what am i not seeing uh carpenter was such a master of atmosphere in that picture that that just never goes away that just gets enriched over time and the thing is i could go on and on about it and i'll save that for later but for me Putting it up against something like Hostel is a joke, so The Thing. Uh, vote for The Thing. Brian? I will also vote for The Thing because it's just a kick-ass movie. And and Hostel, I think, was the, the what is it, the progenitor of the uh, torture porn genre, and, and I just really can't stand it. Uh, another vote for The Thing. Alan? Oh, fuck Brian, I'm voting for Hostel. Oh, uh, anyway, <laughs> I'll vote for the thing, Alan. Um, I haven't seen. I it, it, did Hostel produce or did Tarantino produce Hostel or have something to do with Hostel? I, I still did. haven't seen. It. Okay, did, I, okay, I haven't seen it yet. Which uh, every time I doubt Tarantino, like uh, like I didn't see Inglorious Bastards one because Brad Pitt was in it, and I was like, how can a movie with Brad Pitt in it? be good and like yeah well tarantino had something to do with it and 
and when I finally saw it, I was like, Jesus Christ! That the 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 introductory uh, uh, dramatic parts, the uh, the dialogue parts, were just up there with Coppola. I mean, it was like literally on par with The Godfather. Um, but I still have not seen Hostel. I'm not saying I will not like Hostel, but I haven't seen it. But with the thing, the 1982 thing. Is, is an incredible movie, and I'm also a fan of the 60s and 50s black and white, and the 50s and 60s, I can't remember what year it was first done in, was also kick-ass. So it was a home run followed up by a remake that was also a home run, so I got to go with The Thing. Sorry, uh, Tarantino. Another vote for The Thing. Mike? You know, uh, just very quickly, I'm going to vote for The Thing. Uh, if you really want to know why uh, go back and listen to uh, our best reboot episode? Go back and listen to Best Monster. Go back to listen to Best Scare. Um, we've been singing the praises of the thing for a long time. And, uh, you know, there, there's a good reason. This is uh, one of the scariest, one of the best movies ever made. Uh, vote for the thing. And, Gary, is it a clean sweep? Uh, yeah, the thing is a masterpiece, and Hostel is a giant turd. So, the thing. And the thing is moving on. On to our next fight. Brian, this one is yours. It's the 1984 Nightmare on Elm Street versus, uh, what is it, Onibaba. Okay, well, never saw Onibaba, but once again, I, I'm not a big fan of the 80s super monster movies. You know, these Freddy and Jason and Michael Myers. I know that's what so many people think of when they think of horror movies, and that's what they love. But, you know, I don't like movies where the assholes win. So I'm going to vote for Onibaba, even though I never saw it. I'll vote for something that I'm sure I'm mispronouncing. Uh, Alan? Uh, as far as I know, it's called Onibaba. Um, it's interesting that Brian says the movie where the assholes win. Um, in Japanese horror... There is no beating the evil. Almost without, if you guys watch these movies, notice that without falter, the evil always wins. Even if you see those stupid fucking ring and the curse and all that shit, be aware that no one beats the evil. Like, when you look at an American horror story like Amityville Horror, it's like, oh, well, they beat the house. So oh, they got out and the house imploded. That does not happen in Japanese horror movies. Japanese horror movies, the, human beings do not they, they always lose the evil. Now, um, the company, the production house that did, or, or the, uh, the movie company that did Nightmare on Elm Street, fuck, what was that called? Anyway, New they, yeah, New Line. They, they end up, go, you know, Peter Jackson start off in horror. They end up going and doing um, uh, Lord of the Rings, all that shit. They, it, it's really interesting seeing what that, um, that serial, that series kind of spawned and really changed their thing. And it was a great horror movie. But as far as cinematic masterpieces, again, Onibaba was one of my choices. Onibaba is, again, guys, go see it. You will dig it. Character-driven horror, unexpected, but not cheap, tactfully done. It is a masterpiece. Onibaba. Uh, vote for Onibaba. Mike? Uh, I'm going to go with Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, one of the, the criteria oh. for me that, uh, that I use a lot uh, and something like this, something like a big genre movie is the influence. Uh, I haven't seen Onibaba. I'm sure it's a great movie. But uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 
kind of defined and crystallized the not just the the bad guy, but the the smart ass, funny, wisecracking monster. I mean, Michael Myers and Freddy uh, weren't making smart ass comments. Um, it was scary. It was a clever concept. I always love things that play around with uh, dreams and, and our perceptions and our reality. So uh, all of those things mixed together for a win. Uh, vote for Nightmare on Elm Street. Gary. Um, I unfortunately have not seen Onibaba either. Um, and it's and I have it, and it's on that list of you things gotta, that I really that I really need to watch. Check, you got to <laughs> check it out, dude. You got to check it out. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I just saw a couple of years ago um, uh, when uh, when they were putting that remake out, and and I well, I mean, I saw it for the first time since I was probably twelve or thirteen years old, and uh, it it holds up pretty well. It's a it's still a pretty good uh, film, and uh, it's fun to see um, young Johnny Depp back when he was an actor and not uh, you know the new Robin Williams. Um, and uh but you know honestly like uh it's still not that good i mean it's not that great uh and i'm just gonna guess that onibaba is probably a better movie so i'm gonna go for onibaba Woo! Uh, onibaba is for, a great movie guys vote for onibaba and michael um yeah onibaba is a great movie it, it's it's just basically a very quick summary. It's just it's this very fucked up Japanese family living out in a swamp during I don't know what century it is, and these samurais who are coming back from war who are all tuckered and worn out, they ambush them and kill them and take all their shit and sell it off to keep surviving. And at one point, the daughter puts on this mask that she gets from one of them, and, the, and then the mask won't come off, and then it just starts a whole chain reaction to the shit. It's actually a very very creepy and unsettling movie, and this is. It's another one of those movies where the ending is just like, well, this really didn't end well for anybody, did it? Um, and it's just, it, it really is very, very good. Um, and it is a better film than Nightmare on Elm Street. However, Nightmare on Elm Street, I think, has had more of a cultural impact. And that really has to be recognized. And also, the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street made the remake of The Haunting look like the original Haunting. So I've got to <laughs> throw some fucking hate towards that miserable piece of shit. So again, I, I, I I'm going to go for Nightmare on Elm Street. A vote for Nightmare on Elm Street, but Onibaba takes the win. Oh and, no way! And we are on to our next fight. Uh, Alan, this one is yours. It is Dawn of the Dead, the original, the 1978 version, versus Karen's pick. And uh, let's hear what Karen has to say about it. Shows 28 Days Later because I am actually really scared of horror movies, in particular zombies. Um, but this one movie I'm able to watch because, um, as Damon had put it before, it is actually an epidemic movie, uh, which is not scary because that means it can be cured. Um, that they did cure it uh, until they got to 28 weeks later, and that was just stupid shenanigans. Um, but that's why I chose this movie. So it is Dawn of the Dead versus 28 Days Later. Man, 20, 20, uh, for modern, you know, for recent, you know, kind of uh, post 80s, 28 Days Later is a great movie. Plus, it's also like chicks are, are not on the rag 28 days a month. Is that, I think that's where that comes from. Um, 
But Dawn of the Dead, okay, I'm evoking my childhood. I know it's horrible. I know it's generic. But uh, I saw Dawn of the Dead as a little kid, and it was fucking great. Tom Wait, was it Tom Savini in there? Oh, God, they did the horror work. I cannot remember. Sorry, yeah, Ken Banks. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, he did. A little shout out to my friend Ken Banks there. Uh, yeah, it was Savini. I'm, I feel like an idiot for not knowing that. Um, uh, you are. But Don, yeah, well, you know. What, what can I say, ladies and gentlemen? Dawn of the Dead is my choice just for being such a, uh, uh, I think it was a changing, you know, a changing art piece. A vote for Dawn of the Dead. Uh, Mike. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead is is a, a classic. It is a, an archetypal movie, and and it, it does have a lot of depth. It has an absolutely fantastic uh, DVD Ultimate Edition with a gorgeous cover, um, <laughs> an award winning uh, edition, I might add. Uh, but I'm gonna vote for Twenty Eight Days Later because of Fast Zombies, bitches. <laughs> a vote for Twenty Eight Days Later, Gary. Um. Well, it's hard for me not to vote for Dawn of the Dead. It was my favorite movie when I was a kid. Um, and uh, uh, it's still a very good movie. It's a great movie. Uh, it doesn't hold up quite as well as I would think. It's a little bit um, heavy-handed in parts. Um, it's, it's, it can be a little bit slow. Um, uh, th and those are, not, those are not serious criticisms. Um, it, it really doesn't. There really, really isn't too much you can say to take away uh, anything from from that film um i'm not a big fan of the fast zombie idea um i don't think i'm they're zombies and 28 days later is not a zombie film um but uh i think now as a grown-up i think 28 days later is a better film and i'm gonna go for that a vote for 28 days later michael um uh, i could go on and on about dawn of the dead's importance in my life uh, and also the fact that I still think it's a brilliant film that holds up that uh, actually had a remake that did it right uh, by not trying to copy it. That's you With know that's zombies. Shut up, Mike. Um, and it also has uh, you know a lot and more. To say. I mean, the the uh, the basic idea of zombies in a shopping mall. It's hard not to seem heavy handed with a concept like that. But George keeps you know light, and he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't take things very seriously, but he still makes his points. And I like Twenty Eight Days Later a lot. And it's not a zombie movie. They're they're in, they're infected people. They're not dead. Um, but I'm just going to carry this down to basic logic. Um, Twenty Eight Days, Dawn of the Dead, Dawn comes before the day. Dawn wins. <laughs> a vote for Dawn of the Dead. It is all tied up, and it comes down to Brian. Which one are you voting for? Man, really? Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, it's a movie I really liked. Really, you know, even though people say its message was heavy-handed now, it was like one of the first, you know, real criticisms against mall culture, for which I greatly appreciate it. And I don't really give a damn about 28 Days Later. Fuck it. Dawn of the Dead. And Dawn of the Dead takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is The Night of the Living Dead, the 1968 version, the original, versus Poltergeist. Uh, I'm going to go for Poltergeist. Uh, I think it is a scarier movie. Oh. Um, I think uh, Night of the Living Dead is certainly a great movie. It's certainly an important movie. But I think it is. it will be well represented by Dawn of the Dead uh, in this battle. 
And uh, Poltergeist to me is just, I mean, now I'm going to pull out my childhood. Uh, that movie was scary. Uh, in 1982, the scariest year in film history. Uh, vote for Poltergeist. Gary. Uh, I agree. Poltergeist is a very, very good, uh, scary little movie. And, um, and it, and it definitely, uh, scared my socks off when I was, uh, uh, a wee lad. But, um, but, you know, Night of the Living Dead, uh, that movie really, I mean, that like revolutionized cinema. And you can't really argue against that. I mean, it, 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 it changed, uh, our, our entire conception of what an independent film could do both, you know, thematically and financially. And, um, and when it comes down to it, you, you, you take away all the sociopolitical, you know, stuff, art pop kind of, uh, stuff that the film was known for when it, it came out. And it's a, it's a really, really, really tight, dramatically tight film. Um, probably the, 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 the best structured, the best written film here. And, and the only criteria for a great horror film, I, I don't think is that it's scary or that it makes you jump out of your seat. I think that, that it has to horrify you. And I think that, that, you know, you're, you're, you're talking about the, you know, a movie where, where, uh, you know, dead corpses, you know, are reanimated and eat the flesh of the living. That's about as horrifying an idea as you can ever come up with. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to say night of the living dead is definitely it here. Uh, vote for Night of the Living Dead. Michael. Uh, Poltergeist was a great film, and, and I think it still holds up. And I would like to just give a little shout-out to Poltergeist 2, which has been on the brain for some reason. Not a great film at all. But the performance of Julian Beck as Reverend Kane, one of the creepiest performances in film history as far as I'm concerned. And uh, I just wanted to give it a little shout-out. You can't do a best horror movie list and leave neither living dead in the first round. You just can't fucking do it. It changed too many things. It's too important to film. It's still too a film that holds up so brilliantly today. And, uh, even though Dawn of the dead also is going ahead, they're two completely different movies. It just goes to show you how, how good George had it back then. So night of living dead, uh, vote for night of living dead, Brian. Yeah. I, you know, and Poltergeist really isn't that scary a movie. The best thing that Poltergeist has going for it is that Eddie Murphy routine. Yeah, yeah, the bitch got swallowed by the television set. I turned it off three times. I left. Shit. She's only five years old. I can get another one. That's about the best thing that Poltergeist has going for it. Uh, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, vote for Night of the Living Dead and Alan. Oh, Night of the Living Dead. I mean, it's it's socially important. It's cinematically important, uh, and it is it, it is a changing point in uh, in cinematic horror. So, I mean, talk about it more later on, but Night of the Living Dead all the way. Not knocking Poltergeist. It is a great horror movie in the era of E.T., but uh, it's not historically re relevant as uh, Night of the Living Dead is. And Night of the Living Dead is moving on. On to our next bite. Gary, this one is yours. It is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre versus American Werewolf in London. Hmm. Uh, this is actually kind of an easy one for me. I do like American Werewolf in London. It's it's a it's a terrific movie. It's got that great great transformation makeup effects. I'll I'll take those uh, over CGI effects any day of the week. Um, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre was such a uh, I don't know. It's just such a a, a a 
brutally upsetting film. Um, I mean, it really just 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 wiped away uh, any preconceptions that that you could have about what uh, about what uh, you know a, a, a film story is supposed to do, what a horror film is supposed to do, and and it and it did it did it with a hammer to the skull. So I I I, I it has to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre for me. I'll vote for the massacre, Michael. Yeah, I like American Werewolf London too, um, but it, I I view it as more of a dark comedy than a horror film in many ways. Even though it's got some very scary parts to it, um, and it's never been my favorite werewolf movie, but I, I admire it a great deal. Chainsaw Massacre is just one of those films that you know once you see it, you're never quite the same again. And also, it has a reputation for being this unbelievably violent movie. And there is hardly any blood in the picture. There's more blood in Poltergeist um, than there is in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But you leave that mo- you leave that movie thinking you saw a lot more than you really did, which is, I think, a testament to the strength of that picture. And also, um, if you've ever seen the movie on the recent DVD or Blu-ray releases, there's a wonderful documentary called Flesh Wounds, Seven Stories of the Saw, in which several different people from the movie are interviewed. And uh, Guy did that. Really, really good. Same guy did Creep Show, the Creep Show documentary. So I, I, I would really recommend you check that out. So Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, vote for Texas <laughs> Chainsaw Massacre. Brian. Wow. <laughs> I really want to vote against Texas Chainsaw Massacre because Mike is so slapping himself on the back for the great work he did involved with it. I However, never said it was me. Yeah, I know. Anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> American Werewolf in London is like Michael said, a dark comedy. It's it's funnier, and you actually feel sorry for the guy by the end of the movie. The only people you feel sorry for in Texas Chainsaw Massacre are with a prototypical stupid teens who wander into a dark forest and or house and get totally fucked. So I'm voting for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, vote for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Alan? I don't feel bad for the guy in American World for London at the end, mostly because he's circumcised. And when someone's circumcised, you know what that means, guys. We all know what that means. Homosexual. Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, this show, this, this particular episode is suffering from, uh, from uh, too much get-along-itis. We're, we're all agreeing. You know, we almost don't even have, to have a debate. Everybody likes the same stuff on here. So from now on, Especially since uh, forty ounce or number two of Country Club malt liquor is kicking in, ladies and gentlemen. Country uh, Club. <laughs> I'm going to be voting from now on. I'm going to vote for the exact opposite of what I would normally normally vote for. So while the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a great movie, I'm voting for the exact opposite of what I would normally be voting for because I'm sick of everybody agreeing with everybody like it's some big, like it's a dick sucking contest. So American Werewolf uh, in London is my choice. A vote for American Werewolf in London and Mike. You know, I, I wish I didn't have to follow that because now it's going to make it look like my vote for American Werewolf in London uh, is is to just sort of stir shit up. But it, it really isn't. And um, I guess this is a good point to to point out that I I do not consider myself a, a horror fan. Um, I watch horror movies. I like horror movies, you know, as much as the next guy, but I'm not a fan of horror movies. Um, in general, it's not one of my, my favorite genres, uh, but comedy is, and a lot has been spoken and written about the connection between 
horror and comedy. Uh, they're very similar reactions. They both do a lot with, with shock and with mood and with the inversion of expectation. And I think there are a lot of similarities. So when a horror movie can blend those two very successfully, and I do consider it a horror movie with comedy more so than a comedy with horror, um, because the, the comedy is, is, you know, pretty much coming out of the, of the, the character. It's not really part of the story. It's really the, the actual things that the people are saying and doing that are, are funny. Um, much like even a movie like Shaun of the Dead, which I consider a horror movie with comedy. Um, so because of that, because I think I want to see more representation of, of that blend of comedy and horror. And I think this is one of the best examples of it. In addition to being, a great example with groundbreaking special effects. And lastly, may I say, I really don't like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't think it's particularly scary. I People will call it raw. I call that kind of cheap and shoddy. And I know that a lot of horror movies kind of live and, and die by that. But, uh, you know, for me, it just comes off weak. So I'm voting for American Werewolf in London. Uh, Dr. Freud for American Werewolf in London, but the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Michael, this one is yours. It is the Evil Dead versus Carrie. Uh, uh, I like Carrie, but I don't really revisit it very often. Um, but we've already put Evil Dead through, Evil Dead 2 through, and for me, that one kind of has all the best aspects of Evil Dead 1, even though I still love Evil Dead 1, and it's a, it's a different film than Evil Dead 2, which I happen to think is a perfect blending of horror and comedy, which I'm not going to go into all that shit. But, um, you know, uh, I'm going to give us some love to Carrie. I, I think it's a different enough film. It deserves some respect here. Uh, vote for Carrie. Brian. Uh, let's see. Alan, what are we voting for? Uh, I haven't, I, I have to go, I'm going to go over the geek fight in my own head. Or, or I have, I'm going to go, th- I'm going to go, I'm going to go through my geek fight on air and through my own head at the same time. I haven't, I haven't decided yet. I'm trying not to think of it. You haven't decided yet? No, I, I, and I also will not be changing my vote at any time during this episode, so. Okay. Um, well, you know what? Jeez. I, I'm also, remember, I'm also voting opposite too, so. Yeah, so, yeah, but you know. I really don't give a fuck about either one of these. Um, I'm I'm going to vote for Carrie for Dirty Pillows, but you know what? I'm I'm going to be <laughs> dude, gonna Brian. Be, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say, hey, vote for the Dirty Dirty Pillows. I swear to God, yeah, yeah, I was just going to say that. And 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 and, and, I, and I and I also like the fact that she kills all the stupid high school fucks at the end. But you know what? I'm 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 officially stating. That I am taking the position of, of of wild of the wild card. I am Charlie Day. This episode, I may do any fucking thing. <laughs> a, a vote for Carrie, Alan. Oh man. Okay. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna go through this in my uh, or my thoughts here, kind of on the spot. Oh man. My the things that I appreciate that I'm more impressed by are creativity and this is not necessarily those people out there if you grew up rich if you have funding for a project um i'm not i am not knocking you i'm not one of those occupy stupidity people if you have money it's no fault of your own your own um do the best you can do with it but i'm more impressed when someone pulls something off 
with creativity with no budget than I am by someone pulling off something cool with a huge budget. Uh, you know, just reference Star Wars versus, uh, you know, I mean, it was, it was cool because it, there, you know, the lack of the budget. Now, the, the whole Raimi thing with Evil Dead, um, I think, was that a college film? I can't remember if he was at UCLA or not. No, uh, he was, it was all Michigan made. Oh, it was Michigan. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Um, but you know, a total zero budget versus Carrie, which was a major, uh, release. I, I mean, again, I don't want to fault, I, I don't want to fault the budget of Carrie, uh, that they had money to make it. I'm not saying it was not creative because it wasn't, it was completely creative and kick ass. Uh, I got to give more of a thumbs up to Evil Dead for being more original, taking more risks, uh, and just rolling the dice and just being more creative in general. So my choice would be Evil Dead. So that means my choice is Carrie, ladies and gentlemen. A vote for Carrie. Mike. I'm getting confused. No, um, me too. I am going to, in, it's like, I don't even know, should I vote for what I, what I choose or should I vote for the opposite or should I vote for what's, what's going to be a smart ass? And I don't even know what anybody else has voted for. Um, I'm voting but, opposite because we're all agreeing on everything. So uh, I got to throw, I got to throw a wrench into the machine here. Then, uh, I mean, I would like to vote for Evil Dead because of its award-winning packaging. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and actually, I like the movie much, much more. And I, I mean, I certainly made the, the case for the blend of, of comedy and horror, which uh, you all uh, rejected outright. So, fuck it, I'm voting for Carrie. Ooh, a vote for Carrie. <laughs> now, 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 I love this. Trying to stir it up. You fuckers have now all voted for Carrie, and Gary isn't a clean sweep. Is well, it Gary for Carrie? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't really like Brian De Palma all that much either. I think he's uh, just as overrated as Stanley Kubrick is. Um, and I do, I, I, I do like the Evil Dead, uh, and I, I do agree with the, with the, it's a no budget uh, masterpiece uh, line. Uh, but of all the films that Brian De Palma has made, Carrie is the only one that I can actually say is a, is is a really really good movie, and uh, and I have to vote for it. So yeah, it's a clean sweep. A vote for Carrie, a oh, clean sweep on an episode shocker. where you were trying to not have a clean sweep there. Uh, and then you all agree with each other by doing the opposite, which makes no sense. Uh, on to our next fight, Brian, this one is yours. It is the Exorcist versus Invasions of the Body Snatchers, the 1978 version. Um, let me see. Yeah, The Exorcist is another movie that I, I fucking fell asleep on. And I did fall asleep on Invasion of the Body Snatchers, too. But the end where... I think you have narcolepsy. What the hell? Maybe. Come on, Brian. You know what? You know what? I, I, I think I slept the least amount of time on Invasion of the Body Snatchers, plus the end really fucked with me. You know, with the, where, what is it? The people are going, ah, 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 ah. Yeah. They sound know. like parrots? They sound, I don't know what, I, you know what? I can't do the sound. Are they pod parrots? <laughs> yeah, pod parrots. Ah, pod people. Ah, parrots. Uh, yeah, you know what? And I, I will be voting for Pod Parrots because I just like the idea of Pod Parrots now better than I like anything else on the show. So <laughs> Pod Parrots, uh, and they don't understand. Uh, vote for Body Snatchers, Alan. Um, oh, man, I saw 
I did not see The Exorcist in the theaters. I was a little bit too young for that. Um, I did see the 1978 Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Bizarrely enough, I was a fan of the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers from watching on TV, probably Channel 5 here in Southern California. Um, the thing I am most impressed about Invasion of the Body Snatchers 1978 is Leonard Nimoy appearing in it and you not pegging him as Spock. It's, I, I was like, oh, well, here's Leonard Nimoy as an actor doing something else, not being you know, typecast as Spock, and successfully breaking out. So because uh, a thumbs up to Leonard Nimoy, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers uh, being my pick, my actual pick is The Exorcist. A vote for The Exorcist, Mike? Uh, you know, I've, I've made my uh, my love for The Exorcist known uh, many times on our scariest movie, uh, back on our best scare. Um, it, it pains me because I actually do like The Invasion of the Body Snatchers a lot. And it scared me as a kid uh, much, much more because I also saw it when I was young and uh, I did not see The Exorcist until uh, until high school. But uh, just to give you an example of, of how much that movie uh, gets me when I was doing the graphic for best scare. Uh, I go online, do a Google image search, find images for for things that are, are in the episode, and then piece them together for the the graphic that we have on our website. Um, I, when I pulled up the Linda Blair Exorcist one, I uh, downloaded it, outlined it in Photoshop, shrunk it down without actually ever really looking right at it because whenever I see Linda Blair in that creepy devil demon makeup it scares the shit out of me even today and i just you know i don't want that burned into my eyes for just a second so for me the exorcist oh, scares me more than anything on this list so uh, i have to vote for the exorcist a uh, vote for the exorcist gary um you know the exorcist isn't a a, a film that uh impresses me as much as it used to um it's still a pretty good movie. Uh, if this was 1956, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, I would definitely vote for it. But I don't care much for the 1978 Body Snatchers, so I'm just going to go with Exorcist. Uh, vote for The Exorcist and Michael. Uh, the Exorcist is a film I respect more than I like. I actually like Exorcist 3 more than I do Exorcist 1. Um, I think it's it, it, strangely enough, it's just not a film that, and yet I know people like, you know, the close friend of mine says it's the only film he still can't watch by himself. And so I, I got to give it a lot of respect, but I actually revisit the invasion of the body Snatchers movie more. And actually I think the Abel Ferrara remake of it, which was like the 92, 93 is even better. Uh, I think it's a concept that has been milked very successfully and uh, I don't know. I just I think that concept for me, the idea of being kind of like the thing being taken over and assumed by an alien form and you're you but not you anymore. I think that's more that that's that's creepier and scarier to me than, you know, the devil. So I'm going to go with Invasion of the Body Snatchers. But the Exorcist is moving on and we're on to our next fight. Alan, this one is yours. It is Nosferatu from 1922 versus Nori the Curse from 2005. Okay, this is one of my, uh, this actually is one of my picks here. Um, the problem with Nosferatu is that uh, remake they did where the uh, Nosferatu was actually a vampire. So watching that kind of updated version of the part two or the influenced version of the filming of the original Nosferatu really ruins it for me. The Norai 
uh, The Curse. Yes, another Nippon movie. It's another Japanese movie. I only recently saw. I saw this movie like two weeks ago. Um, other people here on the panel may have seen it. But the number one movie I would tell everyone here that has never seen you know, any of these movies I'm talking about is this Norayu The Curse. Go and see that for this Halloween. I love that movie, and it is fucking truly terrifying. It's kind of one of those zero-budget, shitty, but oh my god, it completely kicks ass. And I am banning my voting opposite in this fight in particular, and I'm or this fight only, I'm going with a Norayo, the curse. Uh, that's my pick. A vote for the curse. Mike? Uh, I've not seen Norayo, the curse, or whatever it is. Um, I have seen Nosferatu. Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of, of silent films, uh, of all the ones that I've seen. This is probably the one that I like the best. Um, and even though I don't really get scared by it, it does have some just amazingly powerful, creepy visuals. The, uh, the shot of, of Count Orloff, the many shots of Count Orloff, that freak, it was Max Shrek, I think, is that his name? Um, I mean, he just, he just really embodies the, a, a ridiculously creepy vampire. Um, and in addition, I'm also going to vote for it because of the, um, Werner Herzog, uh, Klaus Kinski remake, uh, in particular, the version that came in the Herzog Kinski box set, which had a really spectacular award winning cover. Okay, you guys really have to stop talking about the shit that you guys did for horror movies. Anyway, a vote for Nosferatu. Gary? Um, you know, uh, I, I, uh, Noroi, I think um, there is some really brilliant shit in that movie. Like, really brilliant. There are some sequences that are mind-blowing uh, in uh, their eeriness, uh, uh, their surreal imagery. Um, but that movie also, I, I wanted to like it a lot more than I eventually could. It, it just... Uh, Don't ruin it, it, it Tucker! It, it, it fell on its face uh, about as hard as it, uh, as it as succeeded in other sequences. Um, and Nosferatu uh, is a classic. It's a masterpiece. The fact that the film still exists is amazing. Uh, Bram Stoker's widow tried to have it destroyed several times. Uh, she actually had a court order saying that she had the right to destroy any copy of that film that surfaced uh, because she felt it violated uh, her copyrights. Um, and on top of that, it's a great film. Uh, it also uh, was the first uh, film to introduce the idea of a vampire being destroyed by sunlight. That had never uh, been part of the vampire lore before that film came along. And um, and it's just a great movie, and I love silent movies, so yeah, Nosferatu. Uh, vote for Nosferatu. Michael? I thought they just glittered when they got out in sunlight. <laughs> that's, not even, that's not funny. That's not funny. It's just not funny. <laughs> Nosferatu. Thank you. And Brian? Um, not only because it's 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 uh, not only because it's an incredibly fucking creepy movie, but here you go. I've got unassailable geek logic. Okay, Nosferatu was played by Max Shrek. Max Shrek was the name of the character in Batman Returns, played by who? Christopher Walken. Oh right. Oh wow. nothing. 
is awesome. more frightening than Christopher Walken. Therefore, Nosferatu wins. And Nosferatu is into the next round. We're on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It's the Black Cat from 1934 versus Halloween, the 1978 version. Uh, well, I would praise Halloween for its uh, its fantastic packaging, but I didn't work on that one. So, uh, <laughs> I vote for the Black yeah, Cat. Yeah, dude. A vote for the Black Cat, Gary. Um, the Black Cat uh, is. Uh, in my opinion, one of the best representative horror films ever made. Um, it's kind of like the forgotten masterpiece of that uh, universal 1930s uh, era. And um, and if for nothing else, there are some really great things in that movie throughout that movie. But if for nothing else, the climax in which um, uh, Bela Lugosi uh, skins Boris Karloff alive. And it's actually more brutal and graphic than you would expect from a 1934 film. Um, I will have to go with the Black Cat. Another vote for the Black Cat. Michael. I'm surprised the Black Cat's even on this list. I, I That movie bored the shit out of me when I saw it. It's just proof positive that not every... Uh, fucking horror film from the 1930s is a classic. I, I'm sorry, I know the ghosty and Karloff being in the same movie and all that, and there's some atmosphere, blah 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 blah. Um, I, I really, the, the, not this is this has no place on this list. And the Black Cat story has been adapted like a dozen times since then. And I would venture to say probably about ten of them are better than this one. It's Halloween. I mean, if you're gonna vote, I'm not saying I love slasher movies or anything. I'm really not that big a slasher fan. But this one is at least, it's the Citizen Kane of slasher movies. You got to give it some love, even though I'm sick to death of this movie. Uh, but it's still, you got to you gotta give it some respect. Um, it, it changed an entire, I mean, it was one of those three or four films in the 1970s that completely changed the face of horror. And uh, Carpenter deserves some respect on that, so I got to give it to Halloween. Uh, vote for Halloween. Brian. Uh, so, yeah. Not only... Did I detest this movie from the beginning? Uh, not only did Michael vote for it, not only did it spawn the abysmal Halloween three season of the witch, but it's in color. The black cat is in black and white. Black and white movies are always scarier than color movies. That is my geek logic, and that is why I'm voting for the black cat. A vote for the black cat and Alan. Halloween is a game changer. That kind of blatant, uh, it, do they show slashing or is it insinuation? I can't remember. Fuck, I can't even remember. Not, there's very little blood in the movie at all. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a Hitchcock, Hitchcock-ish, not uh, suspense, but insinuation. Um, I'm doing my reversing. Uh, this is really difficult. Okay, this this is a public service announcement because I recently ran into this uh this problem all you chicks out there that have cats clean your fucking cat boxes <laughs> no matter how drunk i roll over to your fucking house and you got cats and you think you sprayed around the fucking febreze trying to cover up the cat odor it's not working the cat odor is fucking horrifying and uh oh, I, black cat because bitches out there need to be changing their fucking cat boxes katie uh, a vote for the black cat and uh the black cat is moving on i'm changing my vote 
And the black cat is moving on. I'm changing my vote. Mike knows these hot. I know. The cat box. That's fine that you changed your vote. The black cat is moving on. Anyway, on to our next fight. Gary, this one is yours. Uh, it is Rosemary's Baby versus the Blair Witch Project. Um, Blair Witch Project actually holds up a little better than you would expect. It, it seems like kind of a one-viewing movie. You, you see it again, and it... It, it it seems pretty obvious and 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 it loses some of that luster that it that it has on the first viewing but you know it's still there's still a lot to admire about it but um yeah, rosemary's baby is just a much 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 better film um so rosemary's baby a uh, vote for rosemary's baby which was jared's original unknown pick but he chose something different uh let's see michael um I'm, Rosemary's Baby is kind of like The Exorcist to me. I'm not a big fan of it. I respect it more than I like it. Again, I'm not a big fan of the devil. And religious-themed horror just never really does it for me. Um, the Blair Witch Project, yeah, I know a lot of people have a lot of problems with that movie. It's a love-it-or-hate-it type situation. But when I saw that movie, I was sufficiently creeped the fuck out. It didn't help the fact that I was living out in kind of a wooded area at the time, and there was a thunderstorm on the way home, so I, it, that didn't stop until I was in bed. That movie just kind of gets into your bones a little bit. Whether it has the payoff you think it has or not, or you like the characters, I, you got to give them credit for establishing a mood in that movie. And uh, that one I take with me more than Rosemary's Baby, so Blair Witch. Oh, vote for the Blair Witch Project. Brian? Um, Rosemary's Baby, because I don't really want to penalize it because of the hordes of shitty The Devil Is My Baby Daddy's movie that came after it. I, I, you know, if I remember properly, and I may be misremembering things because I'm crazy, but I think Rosemary's Baby was like, what? It's Satan's child? Oh my fucking lord! And 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 so you know that was that was in its own right, um, innovative and original and shocking. And so with that in mind, plus I, I, I another movie I give less than two fucks about. Uh, is Blair Witch Project, which I would not fuck with Michael's dick, so therefore I will vote for Rosemary's Baby. Uh, vote for Rosemary's Baby. Uh, Alan. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you have my dick? <laughs> well, you know, what circumstances it, would you have been in possession of my dick? Well, you know, it's so, and it's so massive, it's just all over the place. It is, a, it is a tourist attraction here in the Detroit metropolitan area. Yeah, he, what he's really saying is he wouldn't fuck it with just a small portion of your dick that happens to be going through his house at the moment. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. Somehow I, think, somehow I think I should be happy about this discussion, but I'm not. Alan? Uh, like I said, probably Michael and Brian are both circumcised, you know. Oh! <laughs> Okay, well, like uh, like Michael, I was smoking speed and living in a tool shed when I saw the the Blair Witch Project. So it was it, it was in particular horrifying. You know, a strange thing to me. Okay, I'm not saying this about anybody that's voted on here, but um, the ability to to, to grasp abstract uh, kind of concepts. Like when I'll, I'll meet someone, I'll meet a chick and be like, "Hey, what, well, like this is honest. This is 100 percent completely honest." I will ask ask chicks like, "Hey, uh, what do you think of the Blair Witch Project?" If they were kind of like, "Oh, well, uh, it was," a, if they didn't dig it, to me, it kind of um, equal kind of a lack of imagination. Like the Blair Witch Witch Project, like to me, got into my imagination, and for every single 
movie on this entire list, this one in particular, um, got under my skin, in my head, and when I came home, I did double check my shotgun. Yeah, okay, double odd buck, uh, one ounce slug, double odd buck, full metal jacket, cross <laughs> crosshatch slugs. I would uh, hate to hate uh for any anybody to kind of snuck in my house that nice but this this movie is completely horrifying one of the uh re also kind of one of the reasons why i really dig that norori the curse movie uh but blair witch all the way more uh rosemary's baby was kind of like uh if you see it on channel five or four whatever the kind of bullshit channels on your local on your local um broadcast tv it's like uh you'll watch it on, on saturday evening or afternoon but it's not that impressive blair witch all the fucking way ladies and gentlemen it is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Mr. Mike Ortiz. Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with Alan a little bit there about, uh, you know, the lack of imagination if you don't appreciate the Blair Witch Project, because all of the scares are imaginary. They're not in that movie. Uh, let me tell you about when I saw the Blair Witch Project. Damon, you can back me up, because you were there. There was all this hype. We, uh, we, we were at the Chicago Comic Con in Rosemont, Illinois. We uh, traveled down to downtown Chicago because the movie had not hit a wide release yet. It was still in small markets. We went to the movie theater playing it, sold out. 7 o'clock show, sold out. 9 o'clock show, sold out. The only thing were midnight show tickets, and we were going to have to kill a couple hours in Chicago. And we did, and I was even a little buzzed because we went to the bar, and we waited in line. And they let the people out of the previous showing, and they were all coming down this escalator because you had to go up to the top level to see it. And they all had these blank expressions on their face. And we were like, oh my God, this movie is so scary. It's like, they don't even know how to react. It's just, it's just sucked the life out of them. And we saw the movie, and the reason that they had no expression is because they were going, did I just see a horror movie? Um, yeah, Michael is correct. It created a mood. It created a mood of boredom and uh, motion sickness. And I still to this day cannot figure out why people like that movie. And if you are not scared of the devil, well, that's because you're a godless heathen and you're going to burn in hell. So fuck you. Woo! Rosemary's burn in hell. Uh, vote for Rosemary's Baby. And Rosemary's Baby is moving on. And we are. Oh, at my fucking God. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're at the final fight of the first round. Uh, it's the final unknown of the episode. It is Quaden from 1964 versus Jared's pick. Let's see if I can do this. Nope, that was Garen. Let's see. Ah. Uh. Geek Fighters, this is Jared Formby calling in with my nominee for Worst Remake, which is, of course, Black Christmas in 2006. Horrible, horrible movie. Okay, we're going to say for the best horror film, it's going to be Black Christmas 1974, which is a great film. This great film has Margot Kidder, probably the most charismatic she's ever been outside of Lois Lane, as a drunk woman hobbling around a sorority house where a guy is pulled up in the attic killing the sorority girls. He was directed by Bob Clark who made A Christmas Story, which is your favorite movie, or used to be, or was at one time. And that same kind of humor, that same edge is in existence. And it has great scares. It's really phenomenal. And it should definitely take down whatever it's up against right now. 
Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. That's it. Black Christmas, 1974. And, uh, Michael, that's yours. Yeah, I've had enough of this Japanese shit. I mean, we put Onibaba through, we put Ugetsu through, and that's nice, but enough already. Uh, I don't give a fuck anymore. Black Christmas. Uh, vote for Black Christmas. Uh, Black Brian! Oh, wow. This is, this is, this is kind of tough, because I have to choose between a uh, movie, two movies I've never seen, one of which is, is an actual horror film, and the other one is killing snotty-ass sorority bitches. Um, <laughs> damn. Um, the uh, the He-Man wound hater in me wants to vote for Black Christmas, but, you know, I didn't, I didn't vote for Creepshow, and Quaden sounds like it's the Japanese Creepshow. And it all, not only does it sound like it's the Japanese peep show, it also sounds like it's like the Japanese night gallery. And night gallery scared the fuck out of me all the fucking time. So I will vote for Quaden. Uh, vote for Quaden. Alan. Quai Don. <laughs> um, actually, Brian's, Brian's uh, saying or, or uh, mentioning that it's kind of like a Japanese night gallery. Um, it, it is kind of correct. But way beyond that, Quidon is four stories, but these are stories unlike and from a perspective you have never been exposed to because it's a Nippon, it's a Japanese thing. And with a Japanese religion, um, it, it doesn't, you know, there's no, you know, the devil's coming from hell. That doesn't it really exist from the, in the Japanese religion. Um, Quidon's fucking great. Again, all you guys burned out from watching the old Dracula and Frankenstein and and Halloween, all those things. You want to watch something new for Halloween? Go on Netflix, grab Quiet On. Great movie, great story, great cinematography, and just intellectual. You guys will dig it. I guarantee it. So Quiet On. Uh, vote for Quiet On, Mike. Uh, I have not seen either of these movies. Um, but um. Uh, Black Christmas uh, has Christmas, which uh, I like. Uh, apparently, it has sororities, which I like. Um, Margot Kidder, who has a good geek cred, and, and this was before Superman, right? Or was it right around? Yes, it was. It was. So she was actually she was actually pretty cute uh, prior, even even in the first Superman movie. There were moments. Um, so, uh, so those are all good reasons to vote. For that, um, but I kind of want to vote for Quidon because it sounds like Qui Gon, and since everybody hates Phantom Menace, my geek spite makes me want to vote for that. But <laughs> unfortunately, because this is Jared's unknown, and I know of his passionate love for Rosemary's Baby, that came out wrong. Um, if we put a uh, Black Christmas forward in the next round, Jared's two picks have to be against each other. And I think that's a better geek spite. So I'm going to go for Black Christmas. Oh, vote for Black Christmas. Oh. It is all tied up. Coming down to you, Gary. Which one are you going for? 
Um, I'm going to go back to the argument I made earlier that ghost stories aren't necessarily horror stories and uh, Quiet On doesn't work uh, as a horror film for me and Black Christmas does. I think Black Christmas is terrific. I think it's got great humor. I think it's scary. Um, I think it's got a great um, uh, uh, villain uh, in there. Very, very, very creepy. One of the creepiest I've ever seen. Um, uh, the original Black Christmas is uh, is outstanding and I'm going to move that on. And quite on, quite on, he's singing in the fucking graveyard with the ghosts. That's, that's a really poor argument. That's Halloween. But it's Christmas, yes, a black Christmas. And black Christmas no is quite. <laughs> oh, no, we didn't vote for quite. Okay, wait, wait, wait to be horrible. Dragged on by Michael. <laughs> and we'll be back right after this. Holiday Honestly, Road, motherfucker. Holiday Road. You guys are fucking dicks. back doing what we do every week coming at you with geek cred um michael what is your geek cred and brian mute your microphone michael i run and operate redshirt pictures which produces documentaries commentaries and features for a host of horror related dvd releases including the upcoming evil dead zombie house by the cemetery and past releases such as night of the creeps monster squad night of the living dead texas chainsaw massacre which a lot of these films have been featured on today's show thank you uh brian what is your geek cred sir well besides between being a frequent contributor to the geek fights podcast i am also co-host with you david shaw of Into the Bat Cave, the Batman animated series episode commentaries. You can find us on www.intothe.lipson.com. Thank you very much. Alan. Uh, my geek cred is that even though I go over to chicks houses and they need to clean the cat box and the cat and, the, and their bedrooms totally stink like ammonia, I still I still lick the clam. Because, dude, that has nothing to do with geek cred. That's the exact opposite of geek cred and actuality. You gotta, cred. you gotta be a hardened geek fighting motherfucker to be pulling that off, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Alan's a pussy geek. Okay, that, that that makes sense. And Gary, joining us from the first time, met you in Las Vegas. You now live in the Rocky Mountains, uh, somewhere near or with Jared. What is your geek cred, sir? Oh, well, I got all kinds of geek cred, but I guess um, for today's show, um, I had a subscription to Fangoria when I was 10. I think that's my geek cred. Good enough for me. That works. And we're going to jump right back into the fights. Uh, Brian, this one is yours. It is Seven versus Evil Dead 2. Ooh. Um, seven versus Evil Dead 2. Um, I will vote for... Uh, seven for the uh, Marquis de Chardet reference. Uh, vote for seven. Marquis de Sade. <laughs> Alan? No. Uh, uh, when, when I think horror movie, I always think Halloween because I'm watching horror movies during Halloween. And there is just zero contest 
Evil Dead all the way. I, I like Seven. Brad, uh, honestly, guys, Brad Pitt does surprise me. Thumbs up to him for not being a, just a generic pretty boy, whatever the fuck he does, generic drat, Brad Pitt, Pitt type of thing. But uh, And he did good in Seven, but Evil Dead, Evil Dead, one of the definitive horror movies. I'll vote for Evil Dead. Mike. Yeah, I'll just sort of reiterate my point from last time. I don't really consider uh, Seven a, a horror movie per se, or at least not... At least not the kind of horror movie that I think of when I, I first think of horror movie. And, uh, and Evil Dead is. Um, it's, it's certainly, you know, it's scary. It's got monsters. It's, it's got demons. Um, but it's also got Bruce Campbell. And uh, Bruce Campbell had his own uh, geek fight at the Detroit Fanfare. So I will give it to Evil Dead for that. Uh, vote for Evil Dead 2. Yes, uh, an episode that you will never hear because it didn't get recorded. Uh, Gary. Um, you know, I uh, I thought I was going to vote for seven, but honestly, uh, no, I think I'm just going to vote for Evil Dead Two. I'll vote for Evil Dead Two and Michael. Um, very simple. Um, the people who have Evil Dead Two out on DVD hired me to work on it. People who worked on seven didn't hire me, so fuck them. Evil Dead Two. A vote for Evil Dead Two for financial reasons. And we are on to our next fight. Alan, this one is yours. It is The Haunting from 1963 versus Creepshow. Oh, man. Um, this, this isn't a big battle. Man, The Haunting. Uh, okay, uh, you know, guys, we are in the Halloween fun era. Um, they're, you know, kind of Halloween fun month. Uh, all, all these, all these, uh, all these movies are based on, um, for me, for Halloween picks. So, um, uh, Creep Show all the way. I mean, I really do like The Changeling. It is a creepy and horrifying movie. Not The Changeling, The Haunting. The Haunting. Care the haunting. if you like yeah, the, the Changeling haunting. or not. I mean, I was talking about The Haunting. I didn't, really, I didn't even see the changing. the changing. You know, I really like all good things. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> the Haunting, I meant to say The Haunting. I meant to say The Haunting. Um, but Creep Show to me is the more Halloween movie, and and uh, and my picks tonight are based on uh, my picks for what I would watch during Halloween season to get ready for Halloween. So it's it's Creep Show. Uh, vote for Creep Show, Mike. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna stick with with Creep Show. Uh, as I said before, I have not seen The Haunting. Um, I have seen. Uh, creep show and i like it quite a bit and like i said it the cockroaches uh are still something i, I actually cannot watch I, I physically have to look away and uh you know if michael's gonna break out the uh the geek cred of uh it made me money well uh creep show got me my tv uh vote for creep show uh gary uh, love creep show, uh, but I think I uh, I will throw my vote behind the haunting if for no other reason than uh, I think it's pretty cool that they managed to sneak that lesbian subtext past the censorship office. So I'll go for the haunting. Uh, vote for the haunting, Michael. You know this is tough because I love creep show. It's one of my all time favorite movies, and you know I've worked on the documentary for the UK version. Blah blah blah. I can't vote against the haunting though it's too it's too well made a movie and like i said it takes there's practically nothing in the movie you never see anything you hear it and it's it's one of the scariest films i mean it's 
I don't think even George Romero would uh, argue with, with this. I, I think he would vote for The Haunting over his own movie. So I'm going to go with uh, The Haunting. Hey, I have a question. I have a good question. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, I came in. I was taking a leak, and I came in, and was somebody was was uh, somebody talking about the reason why the haunting was rated G? I, I only heard half of it. Was that was that what it was pertaining to? Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, what was the story? Because sorry, I didn't hear about that, uh, and and I don't know if it was recorded or not. Oh, it was um, recorded. <laughs> the oh, the haunting okay. the haunting was made before there was a rating system. They were still operating under the the Hayes office um, at the time. But movies that were made before that, if they want to, um, if they want to uh, have a rating applied to them. Um, uh, for home video release or whatever, pretty much by default, the 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 uh, pre rating system movies get G ratings. Oh, okay, just because okay. the, just because the censorship office pretty much made everything rated G. Oh, okay, okay. I thought it was rated G, and I thought that was all by design with pure power insinuation horror. But uh, yeah, great movie though. And it's all tied up, and it comes down to you, Brian. Which one takes the win? Um. I'm voting for Creepshow because I don't like ghost stories. I never understood why ghosts are fucking scary. A vote for Creepshow, and Creepshow is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It's Ugetsu versus The Thing. Uh, yeah, have not seen Ugetsu. Uh, I have seen The Thing. Um, I didn't really say anything about The Thing last time because I didn't think I need to, and I still don't. The thing. Uh, vote for the thing. Way to go, Shark Mike. Uh, Gary. Um, once again, like I uh, said before, uh, Ugetsu, astonishing film. Uh, one of the greatest ever made. If you haven't seen it, there's a big black hole in, in your life where that movie should be. Uh, but it's still not a horror film. And the thing is a great, great horror film. And, uh, and I'm going to vote for the thing. Uh, vote for the thing. Michael. Uh, you get to, you get no love from me now because you're up against the thing. So the thing. <laughs> Another vote for the thing. Brian. Brian. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to put this down to a physical fight. So who gets to versus the thing. Um, oh, dude, who gets it would win. All the way. Dude. All I, I, the way. But I'm going, and, and the thing is going to be Ben Grimm, and I don't what? think Getsu would beat Ben Grimm, so I'm going to vote for the thing. A vote for the thing. And, Alan, is it a clean sweep? Oh, man. Okay, first of all, shout out to all my brethren at Bunasawa Kai Judo in Costa Mesa, California, and especially Senor... Goya Suba, who is a huge fan of Ugetsu and uh, and all the Nippon horror movies out there. Oh, man. Ugetsu is great. Uh, you know, the 80s with Kurt Russell. Man, what is the deal with Kurt Russell just hitting home run after home run after home run from the computer that wore, wore tennis shoes to the fucking to Stargate? And the and kicks ass in the thing also. Sadly to say... Ugetsu, a superior art piece. The Thing, a superior Halloween horror movie. So I am choosing The Thing. And The Thing is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Gary, this one is yours. It is Onibaba versus Dawn of the Dead. 
Dawn of the Dead. Michael? Dawn of the Dead. Brian? Uh, Dawn of the Dead. Alan? Oh, man. <laughs> I, okay, during the during the geek fight here, I shot picks to Mike. Mike, did you get my pick I sent you? Yes, I did. Okay, I, I saw, also saw it, shot a pick to Damon of me holding the Onibaba mask. That's how much I love it. I have a hand-carved 1800s Onibaba mask. But for Halloween horror... It is Dawn of the Dead. Another vote for Dawn of the Dead. And Mike, is it a clean sweep? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really would like to give Oni Baba. Actually, if it wasn't the clean sweep thing and it was just going to win, I would I would give a vote to Oni Baba because uh, this pick Allen sent, it's a sweet-ass mask. I will, I will give you that. But, uh, you know, if anything deserves a clean sweep, it is, uh, it is a movie like Dawn of the Dead. Well, we, we really don't like the Japanese. I was, I was going to come and change my boy, or the voice. I was just going to come and change my vote so it would not, so it would not be a clean sweep. But Mike is correct. If a, if a movie on this list does deserve a clean sweep, it is Dawn of the Dead. Both Dawn of the Dead and The Thing are meeting in the next round, and they just clean swept. So that's going to be a next a fun one next round. On to our next fight. Michael, this one is yours. I think it's probably going to be difficult for you. It's Night of the Living Dead versus Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is difficult. This is really difficult. And I can't use the thing that I worked on, uh, one of them, as an advantage, because I worked on the DVDs of both of these. So that oh, kind of cancels each other. That's bad as fuck. Yeah, that's awful, man. It's awful. Well, shit. Um, I am going to go with the one that, without Night of the Living Dead, there would have been no Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because Texas Chainsaw Massacre was an independent film that was, the, the Night of the Living Dead changed not only independent filmmaking, but certainly independent horror. Texas Chainsaw Massacre never would have found a foothold if Night of the Living Dead's success hadn't established it. Totally different films, but the 70s were just born out of a, a whole new movement of independent filmmaking that neither Living Dead was a, an integral part of. So I'm going to go with the one that, for lack of a better word, not necessarily inspired the other, but in, in a way allowed the other to happen. Night of the Living Dead. Uh, vote for Night of the Living Dead. Brian. Uh, once again, I think I'm going to put this down to a, a physical fight. And um, so I, in my head, it's Leatherface with a chainsaw versus um, the zombies in Night of the Living Dead. And as long as he's got gasoline, I think Leatherface holds out. And so I will give it to Leatherface, which means I'll go to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, vote for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Alan. Okay, I have to switch to fan mode. Okay, hey, Michael, you did... Okay, so you did uh, some featurettes on Night of Living Dead? I edited the One for the Fire documentary. Oh, badass. Hey, were, were you exposed to any of the, like, the original footage or any unseen footage or anything, by any chance? No, none of that stuff exists anymore. There was some behind-the-scenes footage, but any they did have some additional stuff, uh, a few trims here and there that got destroyed in a flood a couple years after the movie was made. Oh, man, yeah, because I heard, I heard there was some stuff that existed, but it was handheld. 
no sound, uh, you know, like Super 8 type of stuff or millimeter. You know, well, there's some things. stuff that was shot on the set by a news crew, but it wasn't footage from the film, per se. Oh, okay. Um, the superiority here and possibly even on this whole list is Night of Living Dead. That's, that's my choice. Um, for a few reasons, just the raw gutsiness of the production, the quality, just the editing, the whole way through. And the thing a lot of people don't... Um, you know, okay, I'm going to talk about the next round. Not only that's going through, I have zero, zero doubt. But the better quality movie, I, I love the independent. And these are both kind of zero-budget things, but uh, Texas Chainsaw Master, it's cool, cool slasher thing, uh, cool story. But uh, Night of the Living Dead, just all the, all the, all the, all the way. I'll vote for Night of the Living Dead. Mike. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking a little along the lines of, of Brian. Uh, with the physical fight, I do, like I said, uh, at least once per show go with a physical fight. But I think the active words, Brian, were as long as the gasoline holds out. Mm-hmm. That gasoline doesn't hold out forever. And there's a lot of zombies. And, you know, you can chop the arms off and they'll still come after you. You chop the legs off, they'll just crawl along. You really have to chop the head off. Um, so, yeah, my money is on a horde of zombies over a psycho with a chainsaw. Uh, vote for Night of the Living Dead. And Gary. Uh, for all reasons previously stated, yes, Night of the Living Dead. And Night of the Living Dead is moving on. We are on to our next round, uh, next fight. Brian, this one is yours. This one's a girl fight. It is a girl fight. It is Carrie versus The Exorcist. Ooh, Carrie versus The Exorcist. Well, um, okay. Well, um, um, at the time that the movies were made, Carrie had the the biggest dirty pillows, but Linda Blair eventually wound up with some of the biggest <laughs> dirty pillows in Hollywood. And I really liked Linda Blair's breasts as an adult, even though she's a crazy dog lady. Um, and and Sissy Spacek is just Sissy Spacek, but still, uh, big boobies. Linda Blair, The Exorcist. Uh, vote for the Exorcist, Alan. Most perverted vote for the Exorcist ever. <laughs> um, oh man! Oh, how do I frame this? Um, it's it's obviously the Exorcist. Um, man, I cannot point out any super specific. Oh yeah, yeah I will. Fuck yeah, I will. Um, you, you guys have seen, everybody here has seen American Horror Story, right? You guys seen the new series? Not even a little bit of it, no. Okay. Uh, well, if anybody's seen the American Horror Story, the new kind of uh, uh, character-driven-like thing that's on now, one of the problems I see in it, they're trying to jump on kind of the uh, Walking Dead bandwagon. The problem is, some of the acting, while they're trying to capture vibe, the actors just don't capture believability. In particular, there's some kid that's supposed to be like a crazy actor, or he's an actor that's supposed to be crazy. He just doesn't come off crazy. He comes off as, as like a high school actor. Um, just not believable. Whereas in um, Walking Dead, you believe every, every character that's in there. Now, the exorcist, every single fucking character in there, you believe that that person is what they are. My problem with Carrie, though, is, while the, although I am a fan of John Travolta in later years, uh, in Carrie, John Travolta is kind of like, eh, 
you know, he's kind of he kind of stepping out of dinner theater, maybe maybe making it to community players territory, but not entirely believable. But the acting in The Exorcist, as well as the story, is completely believable, and uh, and got it's got some some legitimate chilling chilling segments to it. So The Exorcist, all the way. Uh, vote for The Exorcist, Mike. So it's uh, pea soup, uh, green vomit versus pig's blood. Um, you know, I'm going to go with the uh, with the vomit and vote for The Exorcist. Uh, as I've said many times, it's a incredibly scary movie. It's the scariest movie I've ever seen. Um, you know, a, a telekinetic team can't beat the demon Pazuzu. Uh, vote for The Exorcist, uh, Gary. Um, hmm. kind of a toss up. Uh, I like both of these movies. I don't, um, not overjoyed, uh, by either of them. Um, uh, Carrie, a vote for Carrie and Michael. You know, the funny thing is I don't normally go to the physical fight thing, <clears throat> but you know, so much for this demon Pazuzu. Let's see what the demon Pazuzu does. Uh, gets into this body of a young girl, allows herself to get tied down in a bed, shakes the bed around a little bit, a little vomit, uh, turns the head around, flings shit around the room. Yeah, that's a real ambitious demon. Um, as far as, you know, look at Carrie. Carrie just gets pissed off, burns down a school of everybody, even a couple people she kind of probably didn't have any issues with. She just said, fuck them, burns everyone down, sets a car on fire, takes her mother and her house down into the fucking ground. I mean, Carrie is a hell of a lot more ambitious than the fucking Pazuzu demon. Pazuzu was just kind of limited in scope, and I have no respect for that, so I'm going to go with Carrie. A vote for Carrie. You're limited in scope. <laughs> but the exorcist is moving on and had i had a vote i would have changed it to carry for that but the exorcist is moving on and we are on to our next fight Ooh, it's nothing but old shit in this one except for you alan of course it is nosferatu versus the black cat okay first of all there's no fucking way in hell i'm voting for the cat because katie's fucking uh apartment smells like cat pee oh here we go fuck that nosferatu uh, vote for Nosferatu, Mike. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll stick with Nosferatu. I actually have a a black cat. Um, I don't think the place smells like cat pee, but it probably does. So um, I vote for Nosferatu. A uh, vote for Nosferatu. No, your house smells like animal, not necessarily <laughs> ammonia and uh, piss. Uh, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> oh man. I really want to vote for the black cat, but I'm not going to. Um, it's it's uh, it's great. Uh, I, again, the ending is amazing. There's a there's a great chess match between the the, the two actors in that. That's that's a, a terrific scene. But um, but Nosferatu is just uh, yeah. That's just that's one of the great ones. So so yeah, I'm gonna have to go for Nosferatu. I'll vote for Nosferatu, Michael. <clears throat> yeah, I gotta go with Nosferatu. I mean, the only actor that get. To top Max Shrek from the original was Klaus Kinski. Okay, I mean that's you got to really, and there's only a couple actors who can ever play that part that well. So yeah, got to go with Nosferatu. Another vote for Nosferatu. Is it a clean sweep there, Brian? Oh yeah, not 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 only 
um, because I also have a black cat and she's not scary at all. But Nosferatu, Max Shrek, Christopher Walken, Christopher Walken. I'm going to say it one more time. Christopher fucking Walken. What's more scary? You do the math. A vote for Nosferatu, and Nosferatu wins in a clean sweep because of Christopher Walken, who had nothing to do with and was not even alive for that movie being made. (laughs) On to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It's the Jared Bowl. It is Rosemary's Baby versus Black Christmas. Uh... I'm sure this would be tough for Jared. It's not tough for me because I have not seen Black Christmas. And I really do like the idea that uh, our our final eight here uh, completely consists of movies I have seen. So you're going with Rosemary's Baby, I take it. Uh, yes, I have seen that one. <laughs> Gary? Um, well, uh, I, Black Christmas I saw more recently, and uh, and I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, I also saw the the horrible remake uh, very recently as well, and uh, and it just made the original look uh, that much better. Um, Rosemary's Baby. You know what? I, I think I'm going to go back to some arguments. I, even though I, I, I voted for the film last time, some other people made arguments about how really isn't that scary and, and, and uh, you know, big deal, uh, devil baby. But, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and agree with those arguments. Uh, and, and Black Christmas being fresher in my mind, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say Black Christmas. I want that to go on. A vote for Black Christmas. Michael? Yeah, I, you know, Black Christmas is interesting because it was directed by a man named Bob Clark, who probably did two of the best Christmas movies ever, Black Christmas and A Christmas Story. Now, I can't imagine two Christmas films being more uh, diametrically opposed than those two. And I want to give a little love to the man because he was killed by a fucking drunk driver, he and his son both, uh, one night. And the drunk driver got only a few years in prison. And I think that's bullshit. So I'm going to go with uh, Black Christmas. Uh, vote for Black Christmas, Brian. Wow, I was I was I was going to stick with my vote for Rosemary's Baby, but Michael's argument swayed me. So I'm dreaming of a Black Christmas, just like the ones we used to have. A uh, vote for Black Christmas and Alan. Um. I'm going to throw up a protest vote here because of uh, portraying a holiday movie about people that are African-American celebrating Christmas as being a horror movie. And I think that's wrong. So I'm voting. You've never been to my house during the holidays, Alan. I want to come by. Come by and hang out with my family at Christmas. I think you'll know it's a horror story. <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna combine, and hang out. It'll be great. So, Black Christmas, because this is a, honestly, this is a no win. Jared's a fucking dick. My pick, Quaidon, lost. The Blair Witch Project lost. What? Yeah, yeah. See, Michael's got my back. <laughs> so, anyway, just flip a coin. Yeah, Black Christmas. Way back. Oh, vote for <laughs> yeah. Black Christmas. And Black Christmas is moving on. Mike's uh, 
hopes for, you know, and had he not said that at the beginning, I guarantee you, Rosemary's Baby would be moving through, but he was like, all eight movies I've already seen. Like, uh, yep. (laughs) Yeah, you kind of killed yourself. You you swayed fucker so quickly with subtle geek spite. I guess I'm uh, voting for Nosferatu in the next round. Uh, Apparently you are. (laughs) But we are at our first fight for a spot in the final four. Uh, Gary, this one is yours. It is Evil Dead 2 versus Creepshow. Um, hmm. Uh, both, uh, you know what? The Bruce Campbell fighting with his own hand. I'm just going to vote for that in this little fight here. That's, that's just going to, that's going to trump Creepshow for me. So, Evil Dead 2. Uh, vote for Evil Dead 2. Michael. I can't vote against either one of these movies because I love them both dearly. I worked on both of the DVDs, and both of them are 90-minute movies I did, and it's hard for me to... I mean, both of them were, were central films in my in my development years as far as being a, a filmmaker and a horror fan. Uh, this is tough. This is really tough. But if I was going to go with one over the other at the moment, it's Evil Dead 2. A vote for Evil Dead 2. Brian. Well, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm trying to think of something in, um, totally random or, or, or asshole-ish to say. And it just occurs to me, fuck it, just go with the one you like better. So I'll go with uh, Evil Dead 2. A vote for Evil Dead 2. Alan. Uh, I, I'm taking Brian's uh, reason for choosing here. Uh, Evil Dead 2. And also, they had Iggy Pox singing in the uh, singing the song in there. I like Creepshow a lot. It's uh, but Evil Dead. Um, while Creepshow is a little bit campy, Evil Ted is a uh, it's rocking. Evil Dead too. A uh, vote for Evil Dead too. And Mike, is it a clean sweep? Uh, you know this this is really tough because I, I do like both of these movies a lot. Uh, both of them uh, do use comedy and horror very well. Both of them are ultimately very derivative, um, but they are also movies that take that source material and and do something clever and interesting and actually rise above it. Um, you know, it's George Romero versus Sam Raimi. I mean, this is this is big gun territory. There's really a, not a lot of, of ways I can go. Uh, physical fight, I don't really think I can work that out, so I'm just going to have to go with one sort of weird geek logic uh even though i did the the cover for creep show um it was the uk version and uh the cock bags in the u.s didn't use it so fuck them evil dead 2 and evil dead 2 is into the final four with a clean sweep we are on to our next fight michael this one is yours this is a doozy it is the thing versus dawn of the dead as with the last fight two integral films as far as my development as a filmmaker and as a fan of films in general. Dawn of the Dead was, it changed everything for me and it, it's it's a film that showed me how you can actually have characters in a horror film that you care about and it's not just about the gore. But the thing has aged so remarkably well over the years and there is a certain power that that film has that has never worn off on me. And it's got such a great, very spare script. The character motivations are very simple. No one really does anything stupid in that movie because no one knows what they're dealing with. And there's, a, there's just a great moment in that movie where Kurt Russell goes in to get a drink out of the refrigerator 
all of a sudden he hears this really weird fucking sound. Sounds like something, a hundred creatures yelling at once and dogs barking that in any other horror film, someone would go, Hey, what's that? And I'm going to go down there and investigate. His first reaction is to go, fuck that. He goes over and throws a fire alarm and wakes everybody up to go, we'll find out what's going on. I love movies where people do practical shit in, in, in re- fucking ridiculous situations because it grounds a movie and it just that movie has so many moments like that where it's like you know what if this was been me i would have been fucked too because i would have done everything that these guys did and you're still fucked at the end of the picture so i've got to go with the thing uh vote for this thing um brian um before i i get any further than this i i would like to thank um Damon or michael whoever it was who set up the 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 order in which we were giving uh, our statements because Michael is, you know, a cineast and a film scholar, and he gives very insightful um, reasons for his choices, and I really enjoy coming behind him and just saying something stupid. With that in mind, okay, in my head, this is a picture, it's The Thing versus Dawn of the Dead, right? That's where we are? Yep. (laughs) Okay, so in my mind, this is the monster from the from from the from the movie and Ben Grimm versus a whole horde full of zombies. It's the thing and the thing versus zombies. And dude, they're just smashing the shit out of them, and they're smashing the shit out of them, and they're smashing the shit out of them, and then they kill everybody. And then it's it they kill everybody, and then Ben Grimm versus the monster, and and then he raised the thing wins. So thing. A vote for this thing. Alan? Wow. <laughs> um, my choice is Dawn of the Dead. Uh, I have a friend of mine, the, uh, Boris, uh, Boris the Twin Swordsman, who hates, he actually hates horror movies where people are hunted down uh, and slaughtered and they have no chance of escape or no chance of doing anything. I'm not saying that's what Dawn of the Dead's about. Um, but Michael raises some very interesting concepts. Uh, and I and I really never thought about this. The people in the thing, uh, one thing, Kurt Russell, he's the hero, but he's not superhuman. He doesn't do anything unusual. He makes the correct choices. He does things that any normal human being can do. Um and he does logical things. He's incredibly grounded. He's not, hey, there's something in that dark room and the light's out. Go in and see what it is. He's not doing that shit. He's doing the right thing. Uh, you know, at the end when there's no fucking, you know, all that power dies and they're waiting for the fucking um, just to freeze to death. He's still got his gun trained on the guy and he's sitting there waiting for just the temperature to go down. Um, incredibly grounded and great choices. Uh, but still uh, unable to prevail. I got to go with the thing for that, just that grounded reality of horror. It, it, although it's kind of that's kind of those statements don't match. Uh, it is kind of a cool concept I did not uh, think of before. So the thing. I'll vote for the thing, Mike. Yeah, it looks like uh, we're we're sweeping into geek fights uh, love fest time. Uh, I'm going to vote for the thing. Um. You know, like I had said before, one of the, uh, I'm not a big horror fan. One of the reasons why 
Uh, I think a lot of horror fans, certainly in the past, more so than now, uh, have give give a lot of a pass to uh, makeup effects. Uh, you know, the, when I see makeup effects that don't really look particularly realistic, uh, it, it takes me out of it. Uh, there, there's a lot of that in in Dawn of the Dead. I don't think it's it's bad necessarily, um, but there's a lot of makeup that looks like makeup. But the thing was able to do an amazing, masterful job, a believable job of creating this this incredible morphing creature in the days long before digital technology. And you know what? It still holds up. There's not a lot of movies that you can look at that use uh, traditional makeup type effects. Uh, it's, it's Rob Bottin, is that who did this one? Yeah, Rob Bottin, yeah. Um, you know, the, the animatronics, I don't know if it's stop motion. I don't know how they did it. And and for me to look at it and go, how the fuck did they do that without digital technology in a way that looks as good, if not better, than digital effects now? Um, that is, It's a remarkable achievement, a remarkable creature, a terrifying creature. And, uh, you know, for all the reasons that have been said now and in other episodes, but I'm just going to pick that little piece as uh, what puts it over the top for me right now. The thing. Uh, vote for the thing. The shark is attacking. Uh, Gary. Um, this uh, particular fight really comes down to uh, 13-year-old me versus 35-year-old me. And uh, 13-year-old me is definitely all over uh, Dawn of the Dead. That's That would, uh, that would be a hands-down uh, victory. Uh, 35-year-old me is the thing. And uh, 35-year-old me masturbates less frequently than 13-year-old me did, so uh, I trust his judgment a lot more. And I'm going to go with the thing. <laughs> uh, vote for the thing, and the thing wins in a clean sweep. We're on to our next fight. It is Night of the Living Dead versus The Exorcist. Oh, sorry. Brian, that's yours. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um... Yeah, um, as I said earlier, I actually fell asleep on The Exorcist, you know, and by the time it actually did get going, it was pretty good, but it was still, the slow build-up is, is, was, was more than I could, you know, deal with, whereas Night of the Living Dead, the slow build-up is about five minutes of some broad widen, and then next thing you know, somebody's eating her brother, which was, hey, they had my attention, plus, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I want one of these uh, Romero zombies to continue forward, so I'm going to put my vote for Night of the Living Dead. A uh, vote for Night of the Living Dead. Uh, Alan. Hmm. Let's see here. Um, my geek fight here is going to be based on groundbreaking. I'm going to start with The Exorcist first. Okay, one of the things that when I watched The Exorcist in the 70s as a little kid, they came out and they taught, and the pre the main priest goes and asks, and I think, I could be totally wrong, but this is how, how I remember it, goes and asks for permission, or, or is asked about exorcisms. And he says, hey, basically, that's the old days. Like, that's the old Catholic Church. With modern psychiatric advancements uh, and research in, into mental health, 
and uh, those types of fields, kind of that thing is something of the past. This is the modern era, and an exorcism is almost always out of the question. It hasn't been done for an incredibly long, long amount of time. It's as if they break ground from that old goofy vampire that now the guy's holding the cross. And for some reason, the cross is repelling the vampire. They're almost approaching it from a logical reason. It's kind of breaking ground against that old, the old shackles of religion. Things groundbreaking, uh, groundbreaking about Night of the Living Dead is racism is the racial aspect. Uh, the black guy is the hero. And he's not an idiot. He's not a Chris Tucker. He's not comical. He's not stupid. Uh, and like, uh, um, you know, the guy from The Thing, I can't remember the guy, Kurt Russell, he's doing the right things. He's making the logical choices. Hey, this is happening. We have to do this. Don't be stupid. Hey, we got to get the keys for this. How are we going to do this? All these logical things. The uh, the African American char character, uh, you know, you think back to whatever how African Americans are portrayed or black people are portrayed before that, uh, or not portrayed in the manner of which they're played in um, in Night of the Living Dead. He's a hero, but he's an everyman doing the right things. Um, incredibly groundbreaking, and on top of that, made with no budget. It, cinematically, it's a fucking masterpiece coming out of just nowhere gutsy script rolling the dice on doing wild shit and it completely pays off and it's a classic to this day the exorcist big budget movie um yeah they're a little bit gutsy with uh turning their back on the religion and all that stuff uh not as historically uh not as much historic impact so my choice on a serious note here is not night of the living dead uh vote for night of the living dead mike uh, I know that The Exorcist is probably the, the long shot uh, in here, but as, as I've stated many times, it is, uh, it is for me, the scariest movie I've ever seen. Um, and, and for a variety of reasons, as I mentioned before, that I won't go into great detail, uh, even though I'm not a Catholic, I was raised Catholic, somehow the Catholicism burned itself somewhere deep into my subconscious psyche, so devil shit scares me. Um, Hell, priests scare me too, but that's probably a whole different thing. Maybe I'm blocking something. I don't know. Hey, Mike, um, I have a qu I have a question, Mike. Yeah. Hey, do you, do you know the you know the scene I'm talking about where they talk about the exorcism? Yeah. And the guy starts. It's like, oh well, that's a thing of the past. Right. Did you did you remember that of the movie? Like, hey, that's yeah. the old days. Yeah. yeah that, that's a like, thing. Yeah, yes. and, and I think that's kind of an interesting point. And you do see, you know, it's the younger priest who kind of wants to be more modern, Max von Sydow is, you know, kind of the, the old school, you know, probably speaks Latin. Um, but but what, one of the things, the couple of things that really get me about this movie, uh, as I've brought up before, there is this urban legend, I don't know if it's true, I hope that it is, that the audio tape of um, Linda Blair speaking in tongues is an actual recording from an actual exorcism. Uh, whether you believe or not, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I believe, but the possibility is scary. Uh, secondly, I mean, Michael made a crack about this not being a particularly ambitious demon, um, but the demon's ambition is never Linda Blair. The desire of the demon is not to, it's, it's to break these men of God. 
You know, that's what the devil's power is. You know, if, if the devil wanted to to go in and, and just possess people and take them over, that's what it does. But the idea is this idea of of harming the faith of of those who are supposed to have so much faith. Uh, this was a, the priest was kind of at a crossroads and this demon really wants to break him. And, you know, that to me is the kind of the, the, the subtler psychological stuff in here is just as terrifying as the kind of horrific, uh, you know, spitting blood and all of that. Night of the Living Dead is a great movie. Uh, and, and if Exorcist loses to it here, uh, you know, it couldn't lose to a, a better, a better foe. But for me, the Exorcist just plain scares me more. I was never scared by Night of the Living Dead. Or if you, if you think about it and think about a zombie apocalypse, yeah, but while I'm sitting in the movie watching it, I don't feel that, that fear. And maybe Exorcist is just playing on that lapsed Catholicism. You know, maybe it's not even the movie. Maybe it's me. I don't know. But a movie that gets in and finds your fears and turns your fears against you, uh, for me, that's a better horror movie. So The Exorcist. Uh, vote for The Exorcist. Gary. Um, I, I, I think that it's great that these two films are going head to head because if you just look at them historically, these are, uh, I mean, it came out about five years apart. I mean, but it was generally around the same time period, uh, late sixties, early seventies. And, um, and both of these films really, uh, reinvigorated the genre and, 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 and jump started it out of little, uh, creature features and into, uh, really shocking the audience and, and showing them something really horrifying. But for me, in terms of uh, uh, test of time and holding up on repeated viewings, um, The Exorcist is just all right. And Night of the Living Dead is still, uh, uh, I think, blows me away every time. I always find something new. And, and if you... And if you really look at that uh, that film, um, and not in the the, it, it, there are so many uh, because of the unfortunately the the way that 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 film was sort of uh, mismanaged um, after it became such a, a big hit. Um, uh, there are a lot of copies that around there, and anybody who gets a hold of a copy of that can can legally put it on video. Nobody actually owns whoever owns a copy of that basically owns the rights to that copy. And, um, and so there's a lot of really shoddy prints out there that get circulated and, and, uh, and it, that makes it look like a really cheaply, poorly made film. But if you see a good pristine copy of night of the living dead, uh, it's, it's beautifully lit. Um, the, the, uh, uh, camera work is exquisite. Uh, the editing is remarkable. Um, and even though some of the performances in there are, are a little bit rough all around, uh, I think the acting is terrific in that. And, um, and it's just hands down in every possible way, a better film. And, uh, and so it's gotta be night of the living dead. Uh, vote for Lion of the living dead and Michael. Night of the living dead. Thank you. <laughs> You're like, I will wax poetic in the next round about it. Uh, Night of the Living Dead is moving on, and we are here for our last spot in the Final Four. Alan, this one is yours. It is Nosferatu versus Black Christmas. Uh, 
Although I would be incredibly, dr- I, I'm voting for Black Christmas because I want to be drunk at Brian's house on Christmas, <laughs> and that's the reason. <laughs> Black Christmas gets a vote, Mike. Um, well, you know, it really doesn't matter because here we're just voting for what's going to get barreled over by Night of the Living Dead on its way to the finals. So uh, I will go for uh, Brian's house at Christmas. Yeah, who 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 here does not want to party with Brian on and his family on Christmas? I mean, come on! Another vote for Black Christmas. Brian, Brian does not want to party with his family on Christmas. I'm gonna start drinking now. Get ready for it, uh, Gary. Uh, you know, just to be weird, uh, I am going to say right now that um, regardless of how I feel about the film in contention, um, I am just going to vote Black Christmas the rest of the way as long as it's in this fight. And uh, and uh, so, yeah, Black Christmas. Black Christmas. Michael. I'm going to vote for Black Christmas, too, just because. And Dr. Dr. Jungle Bunny, what is your vote? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it, 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 as, 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 as frightening as, as Christopher Walken is for me, and I, I've, I've made this argument all the way through it, just the idea of of spending Christmas with my family and my wife's family all together in the same room makes me really just want to walk out into traffic. So I'm going to have to vote for Black Christmas. And Black Christmas takes a win in a clean sweep. I wonder if it keep up, can keep up that momentum. No. No. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> no. But we've got our final four. It is Evil Dead versus The Thing and Night of the Living Dead versus Black Christmas. Black Christmas. Evil Dead 2 versus The Thing. You're right, Evil Dead 2. I apologize. Uh, Mike, this fight is yours. Evil Dead 2 versus The Thing. You know, as much as I'd like Evil Dead 2, uh, I'm going to stick with The Thing. There's a, a really interesting thing we noticed in Best Scare. That many of our scares came from 1982. Which, as we keep calling out here, is... um. You know, the scariest year in movie history. And that's why we call it that. Uh, and I'm going to vote for The Thing because The Thing has kind of been screwed. It did not do very well when it came out. It came out the same year as uh, Poltergeist, E.T., Star Trek II, uh, Blade Runner. I mean, it was one of the best years, best summers for for genre movies ever. And I think it got sort of lost in the shuffle. Um, everybody wanted to see the cute uh, alien that healed people and was a kind of weak Jesus metaphor, not the creepy Antarctic alien that was killing people. So it never got to do that it was that it deserved in its time. It has aged well. It has certainly gotten a lot of praise. Um, it's actually danced around victory in a few geek fights uh, recently. And um, I'm going to give it to the thing for that reason because I, I, even though it is, it has gotten a lot of respect now. It really did not get enough when it came out, not for any reason other than it was just sort of a crowded time. And uh, and you know, Evil Dead Two, uh, I enjoy the movie. I love the movie. It's not nearly as scary, and it is a sequel that's kind of a remake. So, evil or uh, the thing, a uh, vote for the thing, Gary. Um, Evil Dead 2 is a lot of fun, and uh, just looking at how the bracket has gone, uh, the, the stronger uh, 
films in that bracket kind of got uh, weeded out and 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 overtaken by Evil Dead Two, which is kind of surprising to me. But uh, I don't know if it's because it was a weak bracket or things just uh, the matchups just shaped up weird. Uh, but uh, the thing is the thing, and Evil Dead Two is the Evil Dead Two. So the thing. Uh, vote for the thing, Michael. Um, I love Evil Dead Two with all my heart. And it's hard. These two films really even can't be compared. We're, we're talking very different sides of the horror coin here. Um, and I'm going to say a lot more about the thing, but I'm not going to do it here. I'm just going to vote for it to go through. But I would like to give some love to Evil Dead 2. It is probably the best horror comedy that I can think of. Um, but of the two films here, the one I felt that was more difficult to pull off successfully was the thing in terms of its story and its structure. So I'm going to go with the thing. Uh, vote for the thing, Brian. Um, let's see. I, you know, I, 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 I am loath in these fights to vote, vote, vote for the more big budget film, kind of like how Alan feels, because you know, when you when you have a big budget, you can do all kinds of wacky and weird things to to get the special effects. I don't want to vote for a horror movie that's mostly getting its scares off of special effects um however the thing is 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 one of the few or not one of the few but it is the major exception to that rule in terms of just being such an incredibly fucking scary movie that also has great special effects when they go to you know to, to to defib the guy and his chest pops open and bites people's hands off i i well, they still haven't been able to get the this, this stench out of the theater seat. Let me put it that way. And uh, and then again, if I think about it, if it was a fight <laughs> between... Uh, <laughs> if it was a fight between uh, Ben Grimm and, and Ash from, from, from Evil Dead, uh, Ben Grimm would just beat the ever-loving shit out of him. Michael Chiklis versus uh, Bruce Campbell would still beat the ever-living shit out of him. So I'm going to go with uh, the thing. A vote for the thing. And Alan. Okay, as of right now, I'm undecided. Okay, let me ask the Geek Fights panel here. I've heard people that have done this or hung out with them. Has anybody here actually hung out or been around Bruce Campbell? Michael? Yeah. Mike, Mike, yes, yes. Okay, cool or a prick? Cool, both. Yeah, I mean, he's he puts on the appearance of a prick, and he actually plays the part of a prick very well. But my experience with Bruce has been he's been a godsend to me in my career. He's been a sweet guy and has always made time for me. But he he enjoys being he he enjoys playing the persona of a, of a jackass and a prick. He really does. And I think that's kind of what people are looking for with him. Alan, I yeah. think I can seal the deal for you. Um, Bruce Campbell shared his pot with me, and it was really good. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, that's right. Man. Oh, man. Um, the stories I've heard of him are uh, of him acting like a prick. But let me, let me preface this by saying that I was at the Comic-Con one year. 
and Tarantino was coming through for the uh, you know the Grindhouse movie, just walking through the crowd, going to his panel, not not in the main theater, but at the uh, booth for wherever the fuck it was at. And he was like, "Get the fuck away from me! Get the fuck away from me!" And he was completely swarmed by like ten thousand fucking nerds, groping nerds type of thing. Um, once he's left on his own, he's like relaxed and cool. So I think it's possible the Bruce Campbell stories I've heard are by people that are trying to latch onto him and grab him and shit like that. And no one's going to react good for that or to that. I'm going, Oh man, Kurt Russell's cool. A nice, seems like a sincerely nice. I can guy. make this really easy for you, Alan. No, no, hold, hold on. Hold on. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. The, the thing is going through regardless. <laughs> Evil Dead. Yeah, your vote means nothing. <laughs> Evil Dead Two. There we go. I was leaning towards Evil Dead Two. <laughs> anyway, so okay. and the thing is in the finals. Oh, that is fucking bullshit. He <laughs> was meaningless. Uh, Gary, oh. this is uh, this fight is yours. It's it's to get to the finals. It is Night of the Living Dead versus Black Christmas. Well, you know, Night of the Living Dead, unprecedented masterpiece, and one of the most revolutionary films of all time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the really dirty phone calls that the killer made to the sorority house in Black Christmas, and uh, and that they really failed miserably to duplicate in the remake. Uh, and um, and I already said I was going to vote for it the rest of the way uh, as long as I could anyway. So Black Christmas, I'll vote for Black Christmas, Michael. I had a living dad. <laughs> uh, Brian? Um, let's see. So we have what has um, become symbolically Christmas with my family versus Night of the Living Dead. We have one that is a bunch of horrifying creatures shambling around, feasting on the living, and the other is Night of the Living Dead. Um, uh. Still. <laughs> Why? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 going to vote for um the one where I would rather be, which would be in the zombie apocalypse, and so I'm going to vote for. <laughs> Man, that oh, was tortured there. That was night of living dead. Pussy, uh, Alan. Uh, I'm voting for Black Christmas for all the uh, raunchy phone calls Brian's making from uh, Christmas or, or during Christmas on the phone while he's doing his Christmas things. I'll vote for Black Christmas. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. <laughs> it is all tied up. And it comes down to you, Mike. God damn it. Because I was actually going to vote Black Christmas as long as it doesn't actually win. Or, excuse me, Christmas <laughs> at Brian's house as long as it doesn't actually win. Pussy. But now it'll actually win. So, I, you know, I can't, I can't, Pussy. Be, I can't be a fuck up this late in the game. Uh, I'll go with Night of the Living Dead. Why don't you want to hang out with Brian's family? I admit <laughs> Brian doesn't want to hang out with Brian's family. <laughs> and you know how bad that must be? Uh, we've met parts of Brian's family. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not them as individuals. It's, it's the group. When get, it's when you get the group together along with the extended family at the at the annual Christmas breakfast thing that they hold at somebody's Black Christmas house. Oh no! Yeah, oh, I'll be smoking weed in the bushes. 
<laughs> anyway, Night of the Living Dead into the final. We've got our final. It is The Thing versus Night of the Living Dead. Michael, this one is yours. Um, Very tough. Very, very tough. And I'm glad it's come down to these two because they're both richly deserving of the prize. You know, Night of the Living Dead has been talked up a lot of... I mean, so much of that film was accidental. It was just kind of the way things kind of came out. The racial element of that film was a complete accident. Dwayne Jones just happened to be the uh, a friend of theirs that was the best actor they could find for that role. And they never changed the script to acknowledge that he was a black man. So any of the racial stuff in that movie really just comes out of the fact that he is a black man in that situation at that time. And that the Coopers... You know, the character of Cooper, the asshole in the movie, could just be kind of, can, you know, perceived as a racist or just an asshole. And also, I I actually feel that the character makes a lot of bad decisions. I think going in the basement was the right way to go, as evidenced by the end of the film. That's what they should have done. It was safe down there. So the asshole was right. So it's interesting. The film has a lot of interesting kind of, you know, uh, sort of dichotomies about it. It, it doesn't... Um, it doesn't kowtow to basic, you know, it, they didn't change the script to make a racial film out of it. And, and, I, and I think that was an admirable choice. And it still stands up to this day and everything. The Thing, however, is a film that should have, after having seen the new thing, which you can tell the studio came in at some point and made them change things and say, no, we have to be conventional about this. The Thing doesn't never at any point do you feel that film is going to have a happy ending. And it's just like from the moment that film starts, it's like this thing is going to end badly. And it does. And it doesn't end in a traditional sort of apocalyptic way. It ends with two guys sitting in the snow. We're not sure who's who. Neither are they. And there's no hope that they're going to get rescued before they die. They've made the choice to essentially save humanity by sacrificing themselves. And it is such a ballsy move. And again, it was a film that did not succeed when it first came out. No one was in the mood for a film like that in 1982. And it has only been enriched over the years. And now it's probably considered one of the best films released that year, period. Well, what film do you go back to more? The Thing or fucking Gandhi? I, you know, who gives a shit about that? I think The Thing is a masterful evo you know, evocation of, of paranoia. I think it does everything right. And even though it had a larger budget and everything, I think it took more risks in its own way. And the fact that it came out being the film that it is, is even more remarkable considering it was a studio picture. No one had any expectations on Night of the Living Dead. They could do whatever the fuck they wanted. And that's not a knock against Night of the Living Dead. I'm not knocking that movie. But um, it's hard for me to choose, but I'm going to go with the thing. Uh, vote for the thing. Um, let's go to Alan. Keep it short. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, oh. oh, okay. My, I love The Night of the Living Dead. One of my favorite things was the racial aspect. So, so Michael, the racial aspect is completely accidental. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. It was not, it was, it was one of those things that just kind of happened, you know? I mean, that's kind of cool because they were, they didn't discount the guy. Hey, dude, you're black. We want you to lead the actor, but hey, dude, you're black, you know, so we're going to change that. Um, they did not do that. Ugh, fuck. Um, and like you're saying, with a low-budget movie, you have no choice but to roll the dice. Oh, man. I gotta go thing. 
thing was a better movie all the way around. No mistakes anywhere. Um, uh, although I would say Night of the Living Dead is more groundbreaking as uh, as a, as an art piece. The thing eighty two is uh, especially being a remake. Being a remake, it, it, it did take the original thing from the fifties and and did one up it. Definitely did one up it. The thing. Another vote for the thing. Uh, let me jump uh, to Brian. Sorry. Okay. Wow. I'm. Uh, first off, I'm going to say that I'm. I'm. I'm very much and 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 I'm. I'm very much liking Michael's fuck Gandhi stance. Um, that, that, that warms my heart. That warms my heart to hear that kind of thing. It's like um, the movie, not the person. It's- oh, whatever. Mm. Yeah, we're clean it up now, Michael. Clean <laughs> it up now. Um, yeah, yeah. See, I, and, and uh, these are two of my favorite movies and based on, you know, things that people have said, Night of the Living Dead resonates more with me, probably because of the racial aspect, and probably because you know it's in black and white, something else, and the fact that it's done so well, and it's a black and white film, and I'm just generally more impacted by 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 black and white overall. Plus, I'm I have to you know say that um, the thing had a the big budget thing, the the bigger budget thing is is working against the thing for me because the thing could afford um to get Kurt Russell and and what is it is it Keith is it it's Keith David Keith David is in there and 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 they could afford to get these guys to do these special effects and and they did a great job with it but Night of the Living Dead had nothing they had to cast who they could cast, they had to cast, they basically wound up making a, a groundbreaking racial statement because they really didn't have a choice but to cast the best actor who just happened to be black. And and for me, that, that actually takes it a little bit ahead of the thing, even though the thing is, is, is better executed in terms of being a precision-crafted film Night of the Living Dead does not suck, and and it actually had you know it scared me, it frightened me, and it had more of a lasting effect for me in terms of just life. So I'm going to vote for Night of the Living Dead. A uh, vote for Night of the Living Dead, Gary. Um, hmm. Uh, you know, it just seems kind of obvious to me now. Uh. I uh, am probably more scared of the thing than I am of zombies. So the thing. A vote for the thing and the shark, Mike. Um, well, you know it, it's interesting, you know, Brian, that you said that you know the thing could afford Kurt Russell. It could afford uh, better actors, um, and, and and that's the thing. Just because it has a budget, it can afford better actors. Uh, you know, there are a lot of kind of iffy performances in Night of the Living Dead. Um, the other interesting thing with the thing 
is the original thing was a science fiction movie. Um, you know, yeah, it was a creature's attacking, but it was really kind of more embedded in the 50s sci-fi craze more so than any kind of a horror craze. Yet, this movie is also a science fiction movie. I mean, they find a spaceship trapped under the ice, blah, blah, blah. The basic premise of the movie is these these human beings kind of on the run, uh, essentially, in, a, in a, an environment they can't escape from, being hunted down by this alien creature, which is essentially uh, the, the structure of Alien, which is considered a science fiction movie and was on our best sci-fi movie list. So the, the paranoia in this movie, the terror in, the, in this movie, the fact that the horror comes not from the fact that they are being chased by this creature, but they're being chased by this creature that could be any one of them makes it transcend its science fiction roots and makes it firmly a horror movie. So if you start out a science fiction movie and turn into a horror movie, that's pretty amazing. Um, but since it's already won, I'm going to vote for Gandhi. Oh, vote for Gandhi. But the thing is the best horror movie of all time this Halloween, because if we do this right, this is Halloween Day. Uh, I'd like to thank you for listening. Check out BacklotD.com for new movie news, lots of contests, and lots of contests for all your DVD needs. Check out DVDGeeks.tv. Need Star Trek? Who doesn't? Look no further than Subspace Communique and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. Special thanks goes out to Karen for being the web presence. Check out what she's doing on the uh, Geek on the Geek Vice Tumblr with uh, Chris Mitchell. Uh, let's see. Brian Townsend has a new show with me. It's called Into the Batcave. You can listen to your favorite Batman episodes with commentaries from us, although we are just in volume one right now. And of course, Mr. Jared Formby for the pimped out intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at HeyStarTrek.net. I'd also like to thank our guests for joining us. Does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Uh, Gary? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Alan? I have got a whole bag of stuff to plug. First of all, if you guys have not seen the movies, go see Ugetsu, go see Onibaba, go see Qui-Gon, <laughs> and, uh, and go see the uh, No Rory the Curse. Um, you guys get those off of uh, Netflix. They're really good movies. I'd love to throw out a uh, uh, props to my friend, my friend Ken Banks. <laughs> From Kinstools.com, does some incredible uh, movie special effects, nonsense like that. Um, and also, like always, uh, Sequence Jiu-Jitsu, CQ Jiu-Jitsu in Norco, California, in Bonasawa Kai, in Costa Mesa, California. And just letting everybody know that I did win the State Games of America 2011, and I will be competing again in the uh, winter USJA, USJF Judo Winter Nationals, uh, December 2nd or 3rd or something like that. So uh, cheer me on, guys. I continue to kick ass in all that jazz. <laughs> Brian? Uh, yeah. Uh, besides being on Into the Back Cave, I'd also like to throw out some love to my pal uh, DJ Atomos, who's on Trek Radio dot net um providing all kinds of weird wacky uh star trek related humor and uh sci-fi uh goofiness 
on their quote unquote adult swim block from 11 to three, uh, Sundays, uh, central standards time. And Mr. Michael Felsher. That was been mentioned before, but uh, one of our big contenders in this contest was Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. And if this is airing on Halloween, that means in a little over two weeks, the Evil Dead 2 25th Anniversary Edition Blu-ray will be released by Lionsgate to stores and online retailers everywhere. I sincerely would ask that you give it a try. It has a brand new transfer. It's never looked as good as it's ever going to. This is the best it will ever look. And it has an all-new 90-minute documentary that I directed. Uh, that features uh, interviews with uh, over 24 members of the cast and crew and also contains animation by Michael Granberry, who is one of the uh, guest animators on Robot Chicken. We actually got some wonderful stop motion animation in there, and it's one of the uh, things I'm the most proud of. And I hope that you guys would take a look at it and enjoy it. And if not, I don't really give a shit because it's not like I get a commission off the sales anyway. So go out and buy Captain America for all I give a fuck. <laughs> Mike? I'd like to plug the Captain America DVD as well, and uh, and the Green Lantern Steel book because it's sold out, and I don't understand why because nobody liked that movie. Uh, you can find me on the Zod Complex podcast. By the time this airs, we actually will have two new episodes up. I have one recorded and ready to post, and I'm recording one in a couple of days. Uh, we talk about comic books there, and I talk about comics on the Weekend Geek Show on YouTube. Uh, you can check us out at geekfights.net, where we have lists of show ideas. Uh, the brackets that we mentioned earlier, including the brackets for this one, uh, our past episodes, and more. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and the Zoom Network, or like us on Facebook. If you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekfights at gmail.com, or at geekfights on Twitter. That's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks! Let's see, next week's fight, which is we're recording it tomorrow, is Best of Britain. And uh, after that, it's going to be Best Trilogy. Maybe. I still don't know if we can figure that one out. And at the end of November, we're doing Nick Cage versus Kurt Russell in a showdown to see the who's the best. Oh, the thing's going to be on there. There's going to be a lot of good stuff on there. Any and all ideas are welcome. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. Quietin'.
of a chair Turn the light This is it We'll hit the heights And oh our hearts will hit On with the show This is it Hey Alan, are you there? Hey Alan, are you there? Shut up Brian <laughs>